What's up, what's up? What's up, people? We're back. Another episode. Um, no <clears throat> great areas. Um, you know where to find us by now. And if you don't, it's NGA Podcasts or No Grey Areas on pretty much every form of media yeah. you can find us. I think Denny's I done. Pretty much fixed that little issue we had. So you should be able to search NGA Podcasts or No Grey Areas on pretty much everywhere. That's SoundCloud, pretty iTunes, much. Spotify. So as you, all your social media. As you already know, I'm Lewis. I'm Denny. But today we got a sexy, sexy song of <laughs> Thanks, guys. Introduce yourself. Introduce yourself to us. My name's Sunny Denoyer. Um, I'm a friend of both these fine gentlemen, hello, and hello. I've come as a guest um, to enlighten y'all. By the fact he called us fine gentlemen, you already know he's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people will agree with you. A lot of people won't. <laughs> so. Um, do you know what, before we before we get into it, like I know there's something that you wanted to talk about today while you come here, but you did say there's something you had on your chest that you've been you've been holding holding with talk, your life. Talk to us about this. So essentially, I was at work, um, and you know, I was I was speaking to one of the tech support guys because um, I work in the city. So um, I was speaking to him about Brexit and and, re- and recently um, May going to Germany. More Brexit to yeah, to yeah. talk about. I know, make it very brief. Yeah, yeah go on. But no, she was essentially cool. talking about. Um, she was essentially just trying to close it down as, as as quick as possible, but also retain her position in Parliament. So I was like, I was quite interested because I'm not following the news. Brexit, this Brexit, that. It's just one big blur now. Yeah. It's just, yeah. is it happening? Is it not? Is the only question that we're asking ourselves, or what, what I ask myself, or my family ask themselves. And I think um, I was speaking to the gentleman at work, and he said, "Well, we should have Brexit." And for some reason, in my mind, I had, well, I was always against it. Yeah. Because they're pushing for it so much. Yeah. It's automatic that you think, oh, the government don't want to help us out. So mm-hmm. it must be wrong, right? And uh, they're not taking it seriously. So it must be broken. Yeah. And he said two points where I felt quite strong. One is, and I'm not taking anything away from anyone here. But the first one Feel was. Feel free to. <laughs> the first one was um, about relieving the stress on our economy and on our support services. Right. So one being, let's say, for example, we're going to be like Switzerland. Right. Mm-hmm. If you come into this country now from Poland or from mm-hmm. another country, from another country in the EU, after thirty days, you can start claiming the full package of benefits. What in this country? In this country. Yeah. I okay. Think it's longer than thirty days, it's, but I've moved that. it now. I think it's ninety. But right. It's still, it's 90. Not a long time. Okay. And you you step into this country, you have full use of the NHS. Yeah. You can put your children into school after them being here for six months. Right. So, Switzerland, for example, don't have that. As in, you have to go there, and if you want to live in Switzerland, you just pay your way. Right. Which I think is quite fair. Um, and I think it will definitely relieve the pressures. And I'm not saying that we don't want people from the EU come. Look, I'm a immigrant, uh, you know, first generation immigrant, you know, from my parents came from, you know, from India. And, and they set up and the, and the government and the economy helped them get where they are now. Right. Yes, it was struggled, but it gave us the chance to come up. So I want to give the same opportunities to the families. But my parents paved their way. They worked from nothing to get where they are with no handouts, with no benefits, with going to the GP was was uh, waiting for four to five hours to get paracetamol uh, prescribed, not rocking up at the hospital at A&E just because you've got the sniffles. Where you've right. got someone who's paying their taxes for the last 65 years and you've got someone sitting there who needs attention, like my neighbour, for example, yeah, and, yeah. And, they, and they won't get help. This is, And I just think after this conversation with him, he said it will relieve so much more expenditure to reinvest into the people who actually pay their okay. way in this country. So, and I, I felt, wow, why aren't they talking about this on TV? Right, so everything you say is correct. But. But. Okay. There are a few things, and it's not, that, it's, not, it's not to say, like, that's a valid view, but I feel 
whoever said that to you is a little bit misinformed. Firstly, um, the any any like immigration into this country from the EU that Brexit will stop does not take into account or does is nothing to do with asylum which yeah. also brings people in here it's nothing to do with people coming in t- into this country from outside of the eu and ultimately what's to stop let me give you an example let me give you an example we're talking about oh we're going to reach out and we're going to make all these trade deals with um all these other ex-colonies which india is one Jay. of them which of will. course of course india is one of them yeah nigeria is one of them now from my understanding these two countries preliminary have already said like they're the two like nigeria the richest country in um africa. in africa um and everyone knows india probably within the next 15 years is going to be a, a powerhouse yeah like it's, it's getting there it's getting there um so <laughs> suddenly looks like he's smoking a cigar. <laughs> but you have to understand so, so, our stance just on that point there yeah. our stance if we wrapped up brexit in the time scale we did yeah. we would have had something some leg to stand on no but we look like a weakened up, country so our deals aren't as strong and robust right. as they used so to be at this point our leverage is weaker in the rest of the world so we're saying we're gonna reach out so how are we gonna reach out as a country of 60 million people to a country of over a billion and hold the upper hand. So India and Nigeria have already preliminary said before any deal said, said, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you, but we want easier access to your country for our people. That's education. Education can be one of the primary, fi- primary things, I guarantee that people are gonna say, make it easier for us to be able to go to your university, etc., etc. It, et et it is, but it's still very, also very expensive. Yeah, but it's a standard. Like it's, I think the and it's easier for, from certain countries. Yeah, it's easier for certain countries. In fact, I'm gonna. This is this is You're all. Gonna repeat your own. No, 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 no. It's on. easier in certain. There's certain countries. This is this is the it's truth. There's actually a list. Yeah. Of countries, um, I've got the actual technical. T- I think it's Appendix Eleven or something. I'll have to double check. But basically, there's a list of countries that if you come, if you apply for a student visa, you literally, they literally automatically go tick through and there's a whole load of other countries where they go that they have to go through massive 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 checklists the thing is the thing is one other little contra to uh to sunny's point here Mm. about the strain on our system Mm. if i go to poland yeah and i need healthcare obviously you've got that i can't remember the name of the card now that you're supposed to have yeah 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 travel around europe Mm. if i go to poland i claim and and you know I, i use health services over there yeah they claim that money back from the uk yeah, they do. The UK yeah. is terrible at claiming right, money. This back is from this other is countries. my point. This That's is my the point. UK's fault. It's got nothing exactly, to do with exactly, exactly. It's just it's just an example. Like we we can barely run yeah. the country with the people that are in it. Yeah, you're trying to liaise with Brussels. Yeah, through all this other stuff that we we're just we're not very good at it. So, but my, and that, that's a good reason to step back. Yeah, because yeah. You're not, we're not that good at it. Let's just try and sort ourselves out at the minute. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. We're not going to. This is the this is the thing. Like, we will. We will when we run for parliament. Then, me and you. <laughs> we we can definitely we can definitely in terms of look. Basically, bottom line is we've got sh- we've got a shit government. We've had a shit government for probably the last three decades. What the EU kind of like? There's loads of things I don't like about the EU. But what the EU kind of done? Let me give you an example. Right, Wells. The majority of. Uh, Wells voted to leave. As a country, the majority, majority of them voted to leave. The poorest parts of Wales that voted overwhelmingly to leave are getting the biggest handouts from the EU. Yeah. But mm, how can I... Maybe they were ill-informed that they still voted to leave. 
Now they're wondering where that money's going to come from. The government, the, the EU was only giving them that money because our government wasn't. So my point is, we've got a track record in this country. Our government's got a track record of underperforming. What the EU done in that circumstance was, was helping filling, fill gaps where the UK government was uninformed, uh, was, was uh, underperforming. So if we now give total control to our British government, that is effectively shit. Right. So based on that comment you made, they're, yeah. they're, they're underperforming. They're yeah. a bunch yeah. of underachievers. What was the other point your, right? your, your buddy made? So, so it's basically though. So, 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 one was the NHS, and one was the uh, the general cost of living right, and benefits, right? right? Yeah. Which I I have some people who are doctors and nurses, and, and I and I, I I see their life through their eyes, yeah. and I feel that connection of making sure that something is done about it, yeah, regardless yeah. of what it is. However, your point of we're already a stretched government, so you may or may not have the answer for this, but essentially we still give approximately three hundred and five million pounds to India of aid yeah, as a minimum yeah, yeah. it goes up yeah. it never comes down right. it always stays at a benchmark so right. so let's say roughly an average 300 mil of yeah. aid goes to india yeah. so it's so like percentage of gdp right so we give aid there because they're a third world, third world country yeah. over a billion people india and in, in uttar pradesh which is south india not punjab have opted to build a statue of a foreign minister who essentially helped local villages which cost the equivalent of 30 million British pounds. Right. Just to symbolize something. Right. Okay. So we're giving, it's, it's, it's pretty much like a, a big statue in the middle mm -hmm. of, literally the middle of nowhere. And they're saying yeah. it's going to attract people from all over the world to come and see, right. to boost tourism. Who, who, do you know the politician? I, I can't, I can't, yeah. You have to be an impressive politician, man. I wouldn't travel nowhere to go see yeah. a statue of Arnie. Probably something Patel, right? <laughs> yeah. But my problem was, Damn, there's no one actually from the UK government saying we want to track where your aid's going. Well, and and, and that's is, the problem. Is, and if is... they're already a failed institute, the Brexit will stop aid going to these countries. And we can. Do you know what? No, you Brexit hundred... won't stop aid going from to other countries. It won't. It, no, those no. nah. That's 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 from that's from the aid budget, which is 0.2 percent something like that, of yeah. GDP. That they're kind of ring fenced. I know there was a lot of talk about it, but um, with regards to aid going abroad and us being able to put up but that's not necessarily brexit that's just a lot of people who are pro-brexit have that idea as well and they kind of throw it out at the same time essentially all brexit's going to do is is um destroy a lot of trade deals yeah like, like, well, like the thing is as well what you've got to understand is what you've got to understand is as well brexit's not even going to stop people coming into this country from not the from, eu no no no, no. It would just, it, so, so my thing about the whole Brexit no 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 was yeah. we're still going to have the same amount of people coming to the UK. Yeah. It's just that while part of being while being part of Europe, we have to accept everyone from Europe. So we have to the only way we can then control immigration is to go okay, people from outside Europe who mm. we do have some element of control over. Yeah. Those are the people we're going to tell about yeah. off. Yeah. So my thing was we'll have a more diverse like yeah, more I agree diverse with that because again having worked for um, the department of the government that deals with that kind of shit okay those sons of bitches yeah um, they I... it is the system is pretty much racist so one of the biggest uh, decisions of our generation that was made um, was a black president yeah looking to get elected yeah okay of our generation yeah. right one of the one of the most remembered in yeah. pinnacle yeah, okay. Yeah. And the campaign was put in a certain way that celebrities, 
people who the youth who who would have been majority voters who have never voted before yeah. and hadn't had the education to understand why they voted what happened is is that the country became one big campaign and the influences of these of, of, of these generations got involved jay-z kanye west john legend DJ Khaled, yeah. Dr. Dre, yeah. you know Will Smith. A lot of campaigners got involved, and they backed him. And the, the youth, the people who weren't voting, the black community essentially got up and they had a stand. And he was in power for two terms. Brilliant. Can I just, can I just okay. put a quick thing in there? I only learned this recently. Um, there's this, there's this with, the, with regards to the black community. Overall, you're right, but apparently, black women in America have the highest percentage turnout year, like election after election after election. Mm-hmm. I only found that out recently. So based on that, that was a great strategy. Yeah. Now, how many of our youth from ages 16 to 21, let's say, mm. or even more than that, I'm 30 years old. And let's, let's, let's bridge that gap as well then, 18 to 28 to 30. How many of those people are aware of actually what the government are doing and what Brexit means and the impact is going to happen to them? And I'll tell you why I say this. Brexit and the recessions that have come and gone won't ever affect my parents' generation. Right. It won't. Because regardless of what happens to outside, their bank accounts are still full. Yeah. Because all they did is save, 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 save. They could have a million pound in the bank. They will still park off road and not pay a pound at Queensmere car park to save a pound. Can I just literally? Say, so, so just don't necessarily equate to us black folk out there because we don't like to save. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying universally. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, a lot of families fine. they were like nothing, nothing certain. Our yeah. jobs aren't certain. We work in foundries and factories, and we, you know, we're we're, we're working class families. So tomorrow's jobs aren't going to be there. We have large families to support. These guys yeah, bread yeah. like there's nothing. So they saved and saved and saved. So recessions came in. What we never felt it at all. Our mm. education was still paid for. Our cars was paid for. Our yeah. upbringing was paid for. We saw the recession. Woolworths closing down big you know a cna closing down massive corporate the high Shit, street our, our high street is gone yeah. however cna still rocking in amsterdam yeah i've yeah, changed you know what i'm saying but anyway i went in there and the t-shirt still yeah but cna is everywhere in europe man all, all over europe is still there and i'm bringing it back to my point of of what the america did when they were bringing obama into power mm. is why aren't the country saying let's start attacking the, the the demographic and making them aware because if you look at all the news mm. you look at all the campaigners mm. you look at everything happening there ain't not one there for my demographic do you, do you know yeah, issue, i think the it's issue true. is we don't have any really dynamic politicians to get behind like the last dynamic politician that, that did anything credible was tony blair are you joking no pretty sure, pretty sure storm was back in cobra you know what i'm saying true, true. yeah uh, corbyn, corbyn corbyn there was a lot of people back in corbyn hold yeah, up yeah. hold up hold up Tony Blair was, as we, we discussed yeah, last yeah, time, Gibson Gap, yeah. the next guy that came up that I would have got behind, and I normally vote conservative, was Chukra Amona. Yeah, stand, I yeah, would have voted yeah, for Chukra Amona yeah. all day, right? Yeah, same. But you guys talking about Corbyn, a lot of a lot of Labour MPs don't like Corbyn. Like, he had a lot of infighting. Most people see Corbyn yes. as, like, he's just... Bottom line, he's too old. He looked like he's going to die any day. Can I throw something out? I'm sorry, but... May's not exactly a Victoria's Secret catwalk position. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me first of all, first of all, up until up until like this week, right? I wouldn't have spat on May if she was on fire, yeah? But I feel so sorry for her and what she's doing. Yeah. Right? Don't say a bad word about my girl. <laughs> Can I just right? say something? She didn't actually she hold up, hold up. Yeah, just yeah, just on, on the May thing, she was kind of almost pushed into the situation that she's in now. She didn't she didn't uh, run to be a leader of the campaign really. Like they had to have mm. a, a leadership 
Um, yeah. But she was really the only viable candidate for the job at the time. Which is why the other woman, I can't remember her name, was it? Uh, Leeton, Andrea Leeton. Andrea, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, she, she pretty much stepped down throughout the, throughout the thing. You see, now you know, right? When we start no, no, I know, no, I know listen, that. I'm just, got, I've been thinking about this. The whole week, yeah. everything that's happened. So Theresa May went for this, um, uh, this elect, they, they basically put her in this they leadership. Tried. They tried. Leadership challenge. Catch this, catch this. So one of the big things, one of the big talks, right, for who may... Um, who may take over from her if she lost and there was then a leadership contest. Yeah. Like there's all these controversial people, but one who seemed to be universally liked was Sajid Javid. Okay. Sajid, so I would vote for him. <laughs> now, this is my thing. I've really got thought thinking about this. I'm like, I like to think I'm quite progressive. I'm probably like liberal. So you would, you would expect, I like Corbyn, right? I'm yeah. a Labour supporter, I like Corbyn, this, that. And I thought, as a progressive, do I vote for the minority? <laughs> who's a Tory or do yeah. I vote for traditionally Labour but he's the old white man yeah yeah, yeah. like that's a dilemma I think, <laughs> well, I think what the, do you do the, the issue with Corbyn is stuff like he's he's vehemently opposed to even the idea of having nuclear weapons now I'm not I'm not touchy, I'm not a huge fan of his <laughs> like, I think he is from like, the 70s yeah yeah a lot like, of the stuff that he, he comes out all, with is, is just yeah. it's very much like yeah if the world was perfect this is how I do mm. things we're like alright but the world isn't perfect it's like, yeah 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 but this is still how I want to do yeah, things because yeah. if we do it, we'll start the world off to being perfect. Like, yeah. bruv, I want the biggest stick. Like, if, <laughs> if people, we're getting in a fight, bruv, if, if all three of us get in a fight and we've all got sticks, I want the biggest stick, end of. Yeah. So you can't say, oh yeah, I want to get rid of nuclear weapons. It's a deterrent. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not pro-nuclear weapons except for the fact it gives a, a lot of my fellow countrymen jobs in Scotland because that's where we keep a lot of the trident yeah, defences. Yeah. But anyway... Do you know what? That's, I, think, I think we need to call time on, on a Brexit talk. I it's think we definitely much. need to call time but, on a Brexit okay. talk. But let me talk about okay. one other thing. A little bit kind of political-ish. This, the, the woman who was, uh, I can't remember what her position is, but she worked for Huahu, and she got held up in Canada under the request. Did you guys not hear about this? I, I need to find out what this woman's name is. H-U-A-W-E-I. Huahu. Yeah, Huahu. You know the phone company? Yeah, yeah. Huawei. Huawei. Sorry, I say Huahu. Uh, Huawei. Uh, so she she basically she was in Canada working, <laughs> and the Canadian government basically arrested her at the bequest of the U.S. Uh, State Department. I think it was got in contact with them and said, look, you know, we want you to arrest this woman pending extradition to the to uh, United States. Okay. Because she breached apparently she, she breached a trade di- uh, a trade sanctions embargo that was placed on Iran. So the uh, this Chinese company oh. were dealing with. Uh, we're dealing with Iran while mm. America had said no you're not allowed to deal with them right. and as a result they requested that she be arrested my thing is this yeah first of all why is Canada being America's bitch yeah just, just, just put it up it's because Canada's too nice yeah but if you're too nice you say sorry eh we got to let her go <laughs> we don't arrest people over here eh Canada is the, is the neighbour first yeah. <laughs> Canada is the neighbour that will accept your packages when you're not home yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean and, and they'll be looking out for it yeah 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 they'll be looking out like, I'll yeah. take that I'll take it no worries yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're the Ned Flanders yeah. right <laughs> of America so, definitely so, but, but and that's the thing right would America have done the same because China are talking about placing uh, trade sanctions on Canada now and, and trying to screw up trade deals with Canada based on like not releasing this woman. 
And I'm thinking, would America have done the same thing? Because their trade relationship with, with the United States is already a little bit up and down. Having said that, that's, that's, I, just, I just wanted to say, Canada, if you can hear me, as a nation, stop being America's bitch. <laughs> and I think swiftly from there, but then change the topic. Yeah, yeah. But just as serious. We've got to think about the attitude here. Right, as a, a what's the kind of bigger issue? What's the, what is the root cause? What and what is the, uh, above that? What's the direct cause? It's whether it's Brexit, whether it's the U.S. government, whether it's sorry the the uh, British government, the Canadian government. This happening, you know, with this trade deal with this with this female who is working for this tech company. It all comes down to, you know, from a very famous person from Staines Quietly G, it's keeping it real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah. not keeping it real. And and I know that's a, such a such a. Um, trendy term to use essentially such an urban term to use but this is why i've got respect for like a drum roll now it has to have kind of be inserted here but for trump okay, okay. i'll tell you why i don't like the guy i don't yeah. i don't even begin to tell you how much i don't like the way he's rolling yeah. but you can't say from the way how he talks on camera how he how he represents his office how he represents his family his relationship with his wife and his children and his team before he was in um, in office as a businessman when he was running money from texas and from dallas and from and from ohio into the ground when he was um bezeling money in vegas when he was publicly saying that i don't care if you arrest me for sexual allegations he still admits it yeah he still says true to in all fairness if i could if i could have set the c-bomb right now i would but literally yeah. He's he a cunt. <laughs> but he stands by his cuntness. And, 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 and unfortunately, and, and that, that takes his own respect. He's there and he's like 50 Cent taking off his bulletproof vest. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I don't care what people say about me. I'm still going to be here. Not mm. once has he has he ever turned around and said, I'm sorry for saying this. Mm. Or, you know, I, or my demeanor was in this. He must have every single person in his office, in his team, all the supporters saying, turn it down a bit, mate. Yeah, yeah. Turn it down a bit. You know what I mean? He didn't need to say that. But he's still rolling exactly how he has been since the very beginning. Okay, fair enough. He's not going to make a second term. But he's still oh, staying hey, consistent. Oh, really? You know what? I didn't even think of it the first time. So I'm not putting anything <laughs> by him. I think, again, it depends on who runs. If Bernie Sanders runs, he's too old. If Hillary Clinton runs... Nah, she won't run again. Do, do, you know, do you know the best way someone said it? Was the American people hated Hillary Clinton so much. Yeah. They were willing to vote in someone they hated even more just to do fuck you know what? Do you, know what people, do you know what people often forget, though? with regards to um, uh, Donald Trump winning. The country is already pretty much split. It's like it's like 48% are Republican, 48% are Democratic. And they're going to vote like, for them people like regardless of what. And the they're, yeah, they, they're basically trying to persuade 4%. Yeah. That's it. It's not actually, oh, half the country are dicks. No, I vote Republican. I don't care who's in power. I don't like Democrats. That's it. Mm. You know, it's just like there are some Tories in this country who are, who are going to always vote Conservative. There are some people who are always going to vote Labour. Yeah. But we like, you know, I don't know. But, do you know, what, that that thing this week, I just, I got so peed off because I was like, the whole the whole thing with, I, I'm not going to go into the whole Brexit thing, but mm. May was a Remainer. Mm. She's been put in this position where she's got to steer the country in, in the direction of Leave. Yeah. And all of the, the MPs that are supposed to be like helping the country out yeah. are fucking us over yep. by going no 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 I don't agree I don't agree we'll just have no deal then did you see all the did you see all the memes about um, the second vote Theresa May's second vote yeah do you know I the thought best, that was funny the best one I don't know if you guys seen it but there's a, a thing that had uh, Schmeagel from Lord of the Rings oh that was sick I was sitting there because they actually got him to do it, it? no I haven't seen it oh my god when the episode's over I'll show it to you bro. I saved it it was so sick <laughs> it's basically 
um, they had the, the guy who played Gollum and he was acting like Theresa May they CGI'd her face uh-huh. on his bin and he was like I want the power I do yeah. and then turned to Shmingo but the people the people don't want the Brexit we should go for the second one stupid evil people <laughs> <laughs> it was so sick well, that was good. this that cast was has good. definitely taken a turn <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but anyway allow the politics chat okay Sonny as our first guest thank I kind you, of I kind of said oh no yes thank you <laughs> I kind of I kind of said you know what? if you want to come on come on and talk about whatever you want and uh, and you wanted to talk about literally I thought I'd just be part of the conversation okay. you know I mean there was a few things that you guys spoke about like you know stuff that I'm into current just shit current stuff cars training gym you know general lifestyle um, but by all means I'm here to contribute in any way um, Denny is there was uh, some topics that you want to talk about okay so to be fair to be fair like i'll i think um just, just to be obviously right we don't want you to talk about something that's going to get you fired from your job <laughs> which is fine <laughs> which is basically the look i just gave lewis <laughs> was fine. stop talking because no, 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 <laughs> no. my work might listen to this <laughs> <laughs> Bro, here's the thing though here's the thing of course we're going to talk about stuff on here that might mm. be a little bit taboo and stuff like that but then again I think we, there's a difference between taboo and legal yeah <laughs> which is why for example some of the stuff you might talk about might not necessarily be things that you yourself have actually done or sure. been through they might be friends of yours friends called Bob for example your friend Bob you were going to tell me something about your friend Bob weren't you something to do with the gym <laughs> and stuff well do you know what we'll, 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 and again this is the honest truth this is, this is where we can use this platform to get to just kind of set records straight mm. and I guess just provide more information um, yes, yeah, so I think I think the kind of conversations we, we've had definitely in the last few years. Um, a lot of you don't know me and Lewis have been friends since we were watering plants at B and Q, um, but <laughs> many many moons ago. <laughs> and um, it was um, you know back then um, Lewis knew me as this guy who essentially you know breakfast, lunch, and dinner was McDonald's, and um, I was I was like, how you how you class for the fluffy? Basically, you were like um, fluffy, bro. You were do you know what? I might, I might look to, I might look to, I might look to uh, see if we can find a picture of Zed and now. Now, he's got. I'm gonna lie, yeah. When when I first met Sunny, I was like, there, there's a lot of potential there. But <laughs> yeah, I was like six foot eighteen. It's buried deep within inside this man. Like yeah. he's he's huge, big frame of a guy, but he's just soggy. <laughs> all sides <of> <laughs> so, so I was, I was, and the thing is he like to be fair even back 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 in the day when you were 17 18 and well out of shape you still had this mentality and this personality of man i don't give a fuck i will get any girl hey any you never girl, thought like that he's come lying near me. i'm not shy not obviously not saying yeah, you're doing yeah. it, but you were still a confident guy man despite despite obviously you weren't in the best of health yeah <laughs> and i'm still not guys i'm still not but I think I think through that I think definitely a lot of my close friends, including you, um, who had active um, active sports going on, whether it's football, whether it's taekwondo, um, there was so much going on around me. It was almost inevitable that I was going to get sucked into um, a form of training, it, it, you know, eventually. Throughout university, it was a big dos. I think afterwards, um, started training. Long story short, started training, started getting to the gym, and I think then there was little to no information around nutrition. It was something which you kind of did, yeah. but you kind of didn't have to. If it makes sense. And no one promoted diet and the significance of what nutrition was. Okay. And I think 
boom, it dropped. Everyone's attrition hard. You know, Facebook's hit, supplement stores are going up, bone mm. powders, my protein, maxi power, USN. This huge influx of US products and German products are hitting the mm. market. You have this, you'll get big. Have this, you'll lose weight. And it was this nutrition thing and a very slim factor of that back when I was growing up around, you know, about 10, 10 12 years ago was supplements. Right. And yes, we first started off. I was like, what should I take? Take some cod liver oil, take some calcium, take some zinc, take some iron tablets, take some multivitamins. Perfect. Yeah. My dad's taking multivitamins. Yeah. I want to get big. He wants to just live a couple of more years. So <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, let's take to the next level. So now I'm in the gym. So I've, I've kind of quit my community gym, the standard lever center, and now I'm in this hard iron paradise where guys are lifting like 70 kilo dumbbells on chest and just walking up, not breaking a sweat. And there's me dying on the treadmill. So there's this very big mentality of why not, how, how are they? How are they doing that? They're only a few years older than me. Some were younger. Yeah. You're talking about maximums, yeah? You're talking about maximums. Um, uh, incredible gym. Yeah. You know, absolutely incredible. Had everything you need. Yeah. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally 10 minutes away from me. Um, and now I'm at Activate, which is a brilliant gym in Slough. Um, and I was in there. And I, and I just couldn't bring myself to think, what are they, what, are, what am I doing wrong? Or what are they doing right? So started, you know, as, as time went on, got very friendly with the, with the kind of clientele that were there. Um, and a few of my friends started training with me and then it's like a relay race they just were training with me eating with me living with me but i was stuck on like an 80 kilo bench press and they were three plating within like four months three plating is around 140 kilos 140 kilos so and i was thinking what am i doing wrong because this this is not making sense and then slowly by slowly you kind of you kind of live and breathe this training and nutrition and the supplement culture. You start investigating, you start Googling it, you start looking at YouTube videos um, and you start talking to your friends about it. And I think the one thing that I gained from there is there's a difference between supplements you can buy online and supplements which you're picking up in a car park. Okay. <laughs> I think we all know what we're talking about here. <laughs> um, which is steroids. Okay. Right. And, um, and yes, I have used forms of them in the past. Um, tablet forms, whether they come in a bottle, they've been advertised as something which lo- looks very similar to something which Metrics bought out or USN bought out, maybe glamorous, like an amazing physique on the label, completely safe, or which had a load of you know um, Thai language on it or Polish language. You didn't know what you were taking, right. but the guy selling it to you had like a ten pack, you know, and just benched 100, 140, 160 kilo. So if he's taking it, I'm taking it. And there was this mentality that drives and bigorexia comes into it and this competitiveness comes into it and this this standing mentality that a lot of people our age have we want the body of tomorrow yesterday yeah, yeah. you know we, we don't want to put the work in and that kind of goes with everything and everyone knows hard work gets results and i learned the hard way you know i i i, I ballooned i got big and then i was hit with the health health implications after that you know the weak joints my body not being able to, to have that muscle went on you know i went from 124 kilo down to 91 in eight months Wow. And my body couldn't couldn't adjust to that. Mm. Um, along with that, my, my ego inflated, <laughs> you know, which is <laughs> which is which is not going to help anyone. And there's, too, <laughs> there's too much weight on those joints. Yeah. <laughs> so so that that all happened, and I think I think a lot of people now are so um, miseducated or they're not educated enough to understand that if it's not natural, it shouldn't be in your body. You shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Sometimes the long road is the way to go because if the shortcut was a way, it was the best way to go. It'd just be called the way. Okay, yeah, you know, I so I think I think definitely um, that has a huge impact on my life. My friends' demographic now, coming from that fitness side of things, 
is huge. You know, we've got people of all nationalities. Uh, you know, I'm very close to some Polish friends of mine. The whole Indian Asian culture uh, and, and kind of community that live around here. Whoever's in a gym knows knows someone who's doing something or someone who's supplying someone. Right. And and it's almost become the norm. It's almost comes like just buying protein off a shelf. All right. right. So, two two things. Number one, let's say for example you're, you know, you're looking to start taking. Do you have, sorry, do you have like, if someone is going to take, what, what's the best way to go about it? You have to ask yourself one big question here, is why? Because i tell you why. You don't want to be in the position I was in, which is, I want to look like him. Well, you all look like him, if you, if you do the right things. There's, like, a there, 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 there's a reason why <laughs> um, sprinters have the bodies they have. It's because yeah. they're powerhouses. They train to get there. You know, they're not just waking up one day, jabbing, and then and then going into the track. Yeah. It's a continuous pro. It's a career, right? So I think first you need to understand is what is it? Is it because you want to be bigger than your friends? Is it because you have you're not getting girls? Are you insecure? You know, did you have a uh, you know have you identified that you might have childhood issues, family issues? Or is it your outlet? Is it you know? And for me, it was stress. I had so much stress in my life. I used to go to the gym and forget about it all. And yes, it's a good outlet, but you shouldn't shouldn't then supplement it with steroids. Okay. That's the way. So I would first say, why are you doing it? Yeah. Are you competing? Are you? Do you want to be on stage? Do you want to do it just to be big? Is it the in thing? Is it fashionable? You go to a shop right now. Everything's muscle fit. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know. Is it? Is it because you're just following the times? Yeah. So you really need to identify is before you even look at what you want to take. It's why you want to take it. Okay. Now let's let's just say I've I've said right. Uh, I want to start taking and. I might have like 10 different good reasons, five different bad reasons, who cares? But regardless, I'm like, screw it. I still want to start taking. So what what would your advice be based on someone who's who's like adamant they're going to start taking anyway? Well, one thing you have to understand is there's a a term that's used in the the kind of bodybuilding slash fitness community, which is virgin muscle. Um, yeah. And that's very simple. It was the first time you had one of those kind of football or rugby matches where you got the shit kicked out of you, and you wake up the next morning and you're sore as hell. You use muscles which you've never used, Lewis. The first comp you probably had, or the first yeah. intense training session you ever had, muscles which has never been engaged before, probably aching, right? Yeah. So imagine putting a foreign object into a muscle, into a big muscle, uh, and then pumping a foreign liquid and oil into there your body's gonna react. And that's called virgin muscle. So the first time that you do anything like this, you're gonna feel it for a few days. I literally mean it's gonna look like you did at least six months in a in a state in a level two penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's gonna hurt. It's definitely gonna hurt. And I think you need to be prepared for, make sure you don't have any holidays coming up and make sure work know that you've, you're gonna have an injury playing football, you know? So this has to has to be a part of it. You know, okay. understand that there's a journey. You can't yeah, just take yeah. it for four weeks and you're off. Because I remember one person saying something to a friend of mine in the car once when he was going to pick up something. He said, I'm only doing it this once. I'm, I'm going yeah. to a beef with my missus, you yeah. know, and, her, and my sister and my girl's sister's boyfriend's going to be there and he's six foot whatever and he's huge and I want to be just as big as him on the beach. I'm only going to do it for six weeks. That was six years ago. Well, that's yeah. still taking, I don't think he's ever been off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think your question... If you're going to do something, understand that it's not as simple as literally picking something off the shelf. You have to literally be in the mind state of, right, you're going to wake up, you're going to 
make this syringe you're going to have these um tablets which are or, which are orally corrosive to your to the lining of your stomach you can't consume alcohol your socialized can take a massive beating because if you're not eating right and you're not training then it's like putting fuel in your car and not driving anywhere it's not going to go anywhere you're not going to grow by just taking these supplements yeah. you have to physically run the system with this stuff and it's like putting redex in your engine basically yeah, yeah. you know you're just improving the efficiency but you have to run the engine in you have to supplement it with food so if you're eating shit and you're not changing your diet and you're not training properly you won't grow you won't get the results so you might as well just throw your money away because this stuff is not cheap so again before before you're now looking at what types to take understand that why you want to take it and also the journey and the lifestyle you're going to have to adopt to make any use of it and also your first ever cycle you are not putting on any gains it's the cleanest gains you'll put on because your body's never had that much testosterone in it. But understand that orally, your stomach, the way your body t takes on food, the dryness, all going to play a part. Okay? Now, the third part of that and the most important part, especially for someone like me, is your mental state. There's this thing about, everyone's heard it, void rage. Yeah. Someone big in a club knocks that. someone out, oh, he must have void rage. No, you just pissed someone off that was big. <laughs> if I was quite honest. <laughs> you know, you, he, he's not going to take shit off someone smaller than him. Yeah. You got shoved out of the way. It's not roid rage. Um, Chris Benoit. Shit. Yeah. Just going to put it out there. We all grew up watching Chris Benoit. Yeah. And he took his whole family out. And they're saying it was steroids. It was so easy to make that connection. But I have, I have, a, I have a... I don't know too much about it, but I have a feeling from the community that I do know, which are very different and very diverse, that taking these supplements for the length of you taking them and not again doing it by the book not doing it with not having that nutrition making sure you're training making sure you're doing the right post cycle therapy making sure you're taking the right amount of gaps doing it by the book as you say you know if you're not doing that and you're abusing the substance it's like abusing any substance okay. it's like eating too many mcdonald's you're going to get fat you're going to get heart disease taking too many drugs you're going to get immune to paracetamol. And then when you do get an infection, your body won't be able to fight it. It's the same thing with steroids. Now, coming back to that kind of mental psychology of it all, is that you're going to be pumping these kind of drugs into your body and, and, and supplements, and it does have a mental effect on you. You do stop feeling a certain way about something. You are short on edge. And and having roid rage and having that kind of anger, that kind of um, very acute sense of, of what pisses you off and what doesn't, and... and the worst thing is you can't identify, you can't acknowledge that some, you are now short-tempered or you are, you know, things aren't vexing you out. Yeah. Literally someone can say, how's your day going? Why, why are you asking me? You know, and it, it can be as simple as that. But on the flip side, you won't know because you're not on the outside looking in. So again, taking that consideration, for my opinion, there's not a lot of pros here. There's a lot of cons, you know, okay. but, <laughs> but the feeling. I don't know how many people out there, including you two, have seen pumping iron. Of course. Right. Get the pump. So you saw I, I, Arnie talking about the pump. I'd like to yeah. the games. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pumping yeah. in the gym. I'm pumping at home. <laughs> He's in heaven, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, those boys are on the most rawest form of, of animal testosterone. But I think as well, like, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more. Back then, it was like you could go to the doctor, he'd give you a shot, and you'd take a couple of pills a couple of times a week. They were taking far lower amounts to what's in terms of for professionals then like from what from my understanding because i follow jim culture as well the 
everyday guys today are taking more and not not just more in quantity but more different variants of different things like by a big margin than the guys back in the day were yes definitely and i think back then when they first came out with dynabol i think it was like the late 70s or early 80s dynabol essentially a, a a synthetic orally take is a it's a steroid in a tablet form right and there's from there like 17 to 20 well-known variants of that but that was a 100 mg tablet now you're picking up 10 mg tablets because people are like i'm just gonna take it throughout the whole day or right. make it last or hold on they finally figured out your body can only cons- consume you know take on 25 mg a day Right. So I'm getting 75 mg just being flushed out of my system, or my body's having to battle breaking that shit down. So back when Arnie was doing it, you know, look at Arnie on stage, mm. and put Phil Heath next to him, put Jay Cutler next to him. Yeah, it's a complete different story. Arnie was the best of his day, right? Phil and Jay and Kai are the best of their day now. Who do you want to look like? Who do you want to look like? Do you want to literally look like someone who's a lean, mean machine like Arnie? Who was an impeccable? He he was he had a, he had a godly shape, or do you want to look like these guys who can't wipe their ass yeah. because their biceps in the way, you know? And that's where it comes into it. And and these and Arnie never had an X-ray machine. Arnie never had a physio. Arnie never had you know had his muscle scraped and had yeah, had was you know had his blood um, taken and his DNA taken and told what kind of proteins to eat and, and beating the water out of his chicken and and having his meals cooked for him. Mm. He just went to the gym and banged weights for a long time. And yes, okay. Let's not even get into it, but genetics, because we do have a black man in the studio. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, genetics is a huge point. So let's roll it all back. So the first thing is, why do you want to take them? Second thing is, is understand the journey and the lifestyle you're going to have to adopt to even make it work. The third thing is, is the psychology and your mental state when you're taking them. Okay. And the fourth thing is, is what do you want to look like? What is the goal? All right. Yeah. And then what about when you stop? Because you stop taking, there's obviously going to be there's side effects from taking, but then when you stop, there's going to be side effects from that as well, right? There's a very old saying, a very famous saying, that what goes up must come down. And yeah. the quicker it goes up, the quicker it comes down. Mm. And that has so, the yeah. same principle when it comes to taking supplements okay. of these nature, this nature, it will happen the exact same way. So, however, however, well, there was something called post-psychotherapy. Essentially, it's very simple. You're putting into your body what your body already has. You're putting in 10 times as much as what it is. Your body has X amount of testosterone. You're putting in X, X, X amount of testosterone now. Okay? A lot more. Right. Let's, let's simplify it. Your body makes 50 mg a week of testosterone. Right. In one single syringe, it's 250 mg. And you're doing that every other day. So in two weeks... You've put in eight to ten times the amount of testosterone. So your body's now working overdrive, which means your organs are working overdrive, which means also your organs are enlarging to work extra. Right? It has has an influence on your liver, your stomach, on your intestines, on your thyroid, on your lungs. It has an effect on your whole body. On your nuts. Right? I was just getting there. But the most (laughs) important thing for any man, you're fucking like a rabbit. (laughs) <laughs> you are literally going in now to, to and I'm getting to the point here is where you said Lewis when you come off now you've been putting something which is making you feel like a god you're on cloud nine you're you're smashing weights you're growing you know that gap between your t-shirt sleeve is getting smaller and smaller you're yeah. starting to rip shirts and being okay about it <laughs> like yeah, yeah. you're not too worried and then um, 
you get to the at the end of your cycle, you're maxed out, all your jab sites hurt, you know, you're like a pincushion, and you think, oh, do you know what? It's winter now, I ain't going nowhere, it's hoodie season. I'm gonna take some time off. So you do. Some people go option one and they do post psychotherapy, and it's basically it's like putting a big jump start on your nuts and basically starting up your generation of testosterone. Because what happens is, is that when you take the synthetic stuff, your body starts thinking, hold on a minute, I'm getting 10 times the amount of testosterone that you produce naturally. Why am I producing it naturally? I'm just going to turn it off. Why? Because I'm getting it anyway. So what happens is, as soon as you stop taking these supplements, your body starts saying, hold on a minute, but I've switched off. And your body hasn't recognised that you're not getting it. We're still waiting to have that, yeah. have that, that next yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. supplement yeah. boost, right? And what happens is, is that you go, you get depressed, you get smaller, your muscles lose very, very quickly. And my analogy of what goes up must come down. If you're not catching that with post-psychotherapy, literally you will deflate like a balloon and you will lose all the gains. Post-psychotherapy essentially is a big jump start on your nuts. Essentially starting up your natural production of testosterone. Right. Essentially what goes up and yeah. as it's coming down, it catches it midway and it right. stabilizes the gains. Right. What are you taking for it? Right, and that'll be some variants. So that'll be Clomid, uh, Novadex, which essentially is it stops the um, testosterone in your body turning into um, fat, essentially. Yeah. So a lot of gyno around your nipples, um, a lot of hair growth. It basically stops some nasty side effects. But also, then you take um, HCG, which essentially um, goes into the fat, and it basically helps your body restore the testosterone. It basically kickstarts it again slowly, and you take that over the period of 30 days after the 30 days rest period you've taken after your last um, supplement intake. Right. So again, after saying all this, is it really worth it? That sounds complicated. Is it really worth it? And also the price. I was about to ask, what's, what's the typical cost? Typical cost per cycle, rough cycle is about 12 weeks, looking at about a thousand pounds. Wow. That's just for the supplements. The food alone is gonna cost you about a hundred pound a week. And then changing your whole wardrobe, at the end of it, it's a whole other story. But I think the biggest cost, the biggest cost are the relationships that you change whilst going through this. Okay. I think the effect it has on your wider, um, your family and your friends and, and your nearest and dearest through this. Mm. Some people, again, they, they don't see what's going on around them. They are totally oblivious because they know what they're doing. Mm. And they made that conscious decision that this is the right thing to do, but they don't realize that what effect you're having on your personal life, especially if you're in a relationship um, some people have control. Some people will show you that they have control, but yeah. it's a different story. So I, I think, on the grand scheme of things, it's not worth it. Um, but you just need to educate yourself properly before you start anything. You know, once you educate yourself, you're in control. If you go in blind, then you're you're really opening you up for a, a kind of bag of worms here. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. A lot of that's new to me. A lot huh? of that's new new information. I, um, like, I kind of uh, figured it out when I saw that belly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm out of shape right now. But Danny, when I first met you yeah. years ago, you mm. were trim. I know. Like cheese. Listen, I need to get back in shape. I am well out of shape at the moment. Um, I, I Lewis is born it. with an eight pack. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even make excuses. <laughs> All I'm saying is, is I'm coming back. Coming you're back. coming back I'm you've always been back. slim though which is yeah reasonably slim. i think that's quite a registry because most of your family are quite in shape as well yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so um but i'm coming back i've got to, i've got to bring this back and the thing is, i think the other thing as well like so thanks for that advice it depends on 
Depends on uh, depends on your age. As, as Sunny steps out to use the toilet, <laughs> I think a lot of it like, depends on your age. So like, I've obviously um, doing sport, a lot of sports and stuff. I've been to the gym now, but I was um, I'm trying to think. I was probably about 27, 28, and I, I kind of stopped competing. I think I've only competed maybe three times since in the last three or four times in the last five years for, okay. for taekwondo. And I, I was like, do you know what? I've been skinny my whole life, trying to make sure I stay as slim as possible to try and make weight. And it just didn't... I personally, when I look at myself in the mirror as a skinny dude, I'm like, that's not very masculine. Okay. And I was never genetically big. I had big legs. I had a big butt. That yeah. was it. Like I used to get loads of... Compl- lo- I wouldn't say compliments even, but yeah, I used to get loads... People say, damn, man, you've got a big butt for a white guy, isn't it? I was like, <laughs> okay, I guess. So, um, so yeah, but then obviously as, as I got a bit older, I stopped competing. I was like, do you know what? I, I want to get bigger. I want to I actually look and feel a bit more masculine. Mm. And it takes a ton of work to start. I think in the first three, four months, you notice a little little boost. You're like, oh, okay, I start to see this, I start to see that. Yeah. And then, and then it's, sort of plateaus. it takes a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it depends as well on like how old you are, how old you are when you start. Mm. But the funny thing, for, for me is like when you're a kid and even now I know a lot of adults you watch these guys in action movies and stuff and you're just like yeah that's how big they are like Henry Cavill in Superman right right now Sonny Henry Cavill in Superman how much roids that man taking all the roids <laughs> agreed how do you know <laughs> Honestly, how do you know? He looks so natural. <laughs> he, but he honestly does. He yeah, looks really natural. He looks yeah. lean. And the thing is, he's not that big. His waist is tiny. Yeah. It's disproportionate. Like, it doesn't... Yeah, it's the illusion. You make your back big, your waist small, your yeah. arms are going to look huge. Right. Yeah. Right? It's simple. Like, I've got 18-inch biceps. But I've also got, like, a 30, 36-inch <laughs> waist. Yeah. So, when you look at me, you're like, oh, he's got big arms. That's yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. But the, uh, my mate's got the same same big arms as me. He's like a size thirty waist. He looks five times the size of me. Yeah, yeah. So it's all about that optical illusion, mm. and and um, also he gets paid to train. We do this for you know, and they go into camps like Tom Hardy when he was in, um, training for the Warrior. You know, he went to a camp. Yeah. For six months, and he ate like a dog. But look at him in Bane. He yeah. just did back for a year. <laughs> But really but if you're if you're if you're able to do that and have a new nutri- someone uh, a nutritionist twenty four seven you're being paid to do it yeah yeah it's do it's, is is okay. it not doable no and I tell you why it's not doable to get like that your body peaks tw- around twenty five twenty five some people say like up to even up to thirty is like your your natural peak for testosterone right. production so I don't agree. Well, bro, as a 33-year-old talking to a 28-year-old, I'll tell you, shut the fuck up. <laughs> just to clarify, I'm 30. All right, fine. You just, you just but the reason is, like a week ago, no, bro. I don't, I don't, the reason why I don't like that is big guy walking down the street, someone in good nick, oh, he's on steroids. No, 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 no. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. You can... That, here's the thing. Your starting point is your starting point, is your individual starting point genetically. There are guys... Like, I, I met a guy once uh, when I was, I was working in banking... And he was a, a policeman. Fucking banker. <laughs> he was a policeman oh, in, you heard uh, about him, huh? in Grenada. And he looked like he was on all of the steroids. He looked like he was stealing steroids from people. Like, he, he, he looked, I'm not even joking. His steroids are taking steroids. <laughs> yeah. 
it looked like you know how like people get you get those police stops where they stop and check to make sure that you're not drinking and driving. Yeah. He looked like he was just standing at the entrance to the gym going, Let me see what's in your gym bag. Oh you got Roy's? No, no, confiscated, confiscated. <laughs> he's just there all day and at the, the end rookie of the mistake, day, like, never take him to the gym with you. Okay, like Goku. But but you know what? He was he was like, Listen man, I've got no reason to, to say anything to you, whatever. I I was always big. Like I I lift weight and I just get bigger. Like it's it's mad. A lot of people were in the community. Like that. But hold mm. on, let me let me get this one. If you're thirty five years old and you've never been big, you don't have a big frame, you don't have large bone structure, and then all of a sudden you've got this movie role coming up and in let's say twelve weeks, twenty weeks even, you get hench. Hollywood diet, man. Listen, when you're in a camp, when you're in a camp, right, and you're starting your days, 12-hour days, in a trailer next to a gym, and you're having your meals fed to you, made for you, prepared for you, you're training with, with a jiu-jitsu coach, a taekwondo coach, a kickboxing coach, a boxing coach, an MMA coach, then doing weights, AM and PM, running cardio drills five times a day for 12 weeks, you're going to grow. Yeah. You are. Doesn't matter what age you are. Got, okay. You are going to grow now. For for Bane, for Batman, he did that for four months. For Warrior, he did it for six. Okay. Right for six months. Yeah. People are losing fifty kilo in a year just running yeah, yeah. on on YouTube. Yeah. I, I I'm a firm believer. You put the work in like there. You remember they're getting paid millions. millions yeah. Right. The studios are investing into getting their character into yeah. shape. I don't believe that, oh, you've got to take supplements to get like that. There's no way. No. 36, 45. Like, okay, fair enough. I'm going to use Sly as a as a kind of example here. Rocky, he was in, is in perfect shape, right? Mm-hmm. Expendables, he's still vascular. Okay, he's taking supplements. It I get that. Just... But his body is still putting on muscle regardless of it. Taking his body, his anatomy, the biologically, biologically, his body's still t- putting on muscle and, and tearing away that fat. Yeah. So I think, I think it's not much of an age thing. It's more of a, you, they are putting in the work and nowadays uh, the actors are more health conscious because they're yeah, seeing yeah. the elders go through this kind of having heart problems and liver problems and, and whatnot but uh, you know Lewis is googling right now so yeah, I mean, I mean, this well, is do, dangerous do you know what I'm checking, bro? but I'm, I'm, I don't think he was I know Liam's Helmworth for, for, for Thor ah, that, yeah, it's just yeah. too much lean muscle he's yeah. always been a good guy he's always yeah. been into, in, into, into yeah, his, in, into his fitness if you've always yeah. been if you've always been at a certain level yes it's, it's I'm not going to say you can't get big I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is, like, you, you use Sly Stallone as an example, right? Now, Sly has always been, been, he hasn't, in shape, of, in shape, he hasn't yeah. stepped out of training, like, I've, I've never seen Sly, like, not looking good, even for a, he's like 70 or 69, 70 now, yeah, he's getting he on. still look good for his, for his age, yeah, he looks wrinkly as hell, but, but also vascular, whatever, Arnie stopped training for a long time, right, Arnie, looked like a mess of a man in his mid 60s and he, he well early 60s and then he got back into lifting again. yeah it's now, called growth hormone now he looks amazing right yeah you take same thing right again but, it's still it's still a supplement it's still a steroid but yeah. jonah hill in war dogs oh, okay right and jonah hill in um super bad super bad yeah. and then let's fast forward a little bit more sorry super bad first yeah, yeah. then he ballooned for war dogs right and then jump street Half the man, a shadow of a man. Yeah. He's a costume of a man. You can hang him up on your back, back of your door. <laughs> Literally, it's just he can do it. That's Jonah yeah. Hill. Yeah. yeah, he can lose 40 50 kilo in a summer 
because he is the studios are investing if they're millionaires they can do it yeah. you know and they're investing into themselves naturally. and they and they're getting there and they're doing it naturally i tell you why they are doing this naturally because they are literally dedicating their lives imagine you clocking in at work and your only goal is to train and eat well yeah okay yeah. do you yeah. not okay let me ask you then do you believe there's such thing as genetic limitation 100 percent. okay I'm, I'm a living breathing example of that okay so if if genetic limitation exists do you think it's the same for everyone? Have you seen the NBA stand-up? Okay. So... Do you watch American football? There you go. Right. So if you know gen- like everyone's genetics are different, then it's very difficult to sit there and go, okay, this guy... like, For example, you look at Phil Heath, right? The Phil gift? Heath. Who's Phil Heath? He- oh, sorry. He's eight-time okay. Miss Olympia. Yeah. Okay. No, not eight. He didn't get eight, did he? He got eight. Oh, did he get eight or seven? Because he Rami just... just won the last one, didn't he? No, Big, big Ronnie didn't win. Ronnie, um... uh, Ronnie Winkler. Yeah. No, was it Winkler? Uh... Uh, you, you check that one. Basically, Phil Heath is the, the most dominant uh, Mr. Olympia champion of recent years. Mr. Olympia, for those who, who are unaware, is like the biggest competition in bodybuilding. So, if you look at a picture of him when he was 19, he was actually a basketball player. Okay. And he was built like a basketball player. Now, if you look at him now, obviously massive, you can't say, you can't say, oh, genetically he's gifted to, to be a bodybuilder. Because genetically, he was, he was built more like a basketball player. If you look, you can see pictures of him. He was tall and slim. He wasn't even that tall, to be fair. I think he was like 6'6". Six, six, he, he is actually um, very adjacent to Ronnie Coleman and Lee Haney. Uh, they're both all eight-time Mr. Olympias. Oh, okay, so okay. this would have been the first time Someone won it nine times consecutively. So Ronnie Coleman never won it consecutively. He came back. So even Arnie came back. Arnie came back, but but Ronnie Coleman would have been a consecutive nine times. Wow. So so my thing is, yes, you can get bigger, but let's not be silly. Like there there is limitations, and even when you're looking and when you're looking at someone like even. For example, who? Oh, uh, Sean Roden. Is he the one that ran it? He just won it recently. Yeah. Okay. So, so when you when you look at these guys who, even let's just let's just put it out. Tom Cruise. Sickest action man of our generation. Okay. Shouldn't be allowed on Oprah though. Shouldn't be allowed allowed back on Oprah. (laughs) Here's the thing though, right? And that, and that worked out for him, didn't it? Right. <laughs> now Jamie Foxx waxing his ex missus ass. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> He's keeping his ass on the couch uh, now, isn't it? Here's yeah. the thing, right? Here's the thing. He trained it all the time too, Sonny. Just like all these other guys. He's not stopped training. You're not years. understanding. Nah, he's doing different type of training. If you're training yeah. to be an athlete. He's, 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 he's rock climbing, he's, he's doing all these things. Yeah, but he's trying to be an action everything. man. He ain't going to get big like that. Hold on, what do you mean he's trying to be an action man? Is Thor not trying to be an action man? No, no, no. Thor's standing there and CGI is all... And he's got stunt doubles. He's not doing his stunts. I think that's... Yeah, I think... Also, like, with Tom Cruise's way of life, it's about... It is about health, nutrition, pushing yourself to the limits, not necessarily... I've got the example to prove your point, Denny, right? Okay. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The biggest. The rock, All kinds of steroids. The, don't the, try and tell the, me. No, I don't think <laughs> no, 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 Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, guys. Wait, wait, wait. My phones are being thrown okay, around. Okay, okay. Calm down. Calm down. I feel like I'm in a crash. I feel like I'm in a crash. Okay. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The biggest. The highest gross. The highest paid actor in 2017 and 18. Right? Okay. Some, some great movies. Yeah. 
Some really, really bad movies. <laughs> Still got paid. Did you see Rampage? <laughs> Still got paid. Yeah, yeah. He has a gym that rolls around with him. A huge marquee that gets taken around the whole world, even for a day, even for one workout. He'll spend thousands, thousands of pounds for this for this team to to take his gym with him around because it means so much to him. It's a great work ethic, and he trains his buddy ass off. And you can see that with his workouts. He's got a great line out with Under Armour, Rock Project. He's killing the game. Fitness game is killing it. He, he's the it's name fun. now of yeah. training hard and getting results, yeah, working yeah, hard, yeah. right? And having a family life, smashing kid after kid out. Yeah. He's killing it, right? Um, but, okay, let's put aside if he's on supplements or not. The fact is that he ain't jumping off buildings. He's the face. Yeah. He's, he's now Dwayne Johnson. He's less of the rock, yeah. right? He's not about to jump off a cliff like Tom Cruise is and risk hurting himself and dislocating something because he's the dad, he's a producer, he's yeah. got Seven Bucks Production Company, he's got a lot riding on him and he can't do that. He doesn't want to do that. Mm. He's old. Tom Cruise will still do those things. He'll still jump from one, one to another and exactly. you can't yeah. do that when you're 213 pounds like the rock yeah. um, bouncing off the canvas. Mm. You physically can't. His body is a showpiece. It's not a. It's not a, a functioning action man. All right, but okay. Let me go back to something you said earlier. Yeah, what must, what goes up must come down, and the quicker it goes up, the quicker it goes down, right? Sure. Okay. So if someone is making gains naturally, mm-hmm. and let's say let's say they stop training, let's say a rigorous film schedule leads them to have to stop training, how long do you reckon they'll keep their gains for? Like, obviously everyone's different. Everyone's metabolism is different. So the the rate that they'll lose their their muscle their muscle density and stuff will, will be will be quicker or slower. But if you're taking, surely your your gains are going to go quicker, right? If I have to, if I to to, to explain this and using uh, Dwayne Johnson the Rock as an example, um, the Rock came into the WWE WWF back then at a very young age because his dad was also a wrestler, yeah. right? So he came in as as an ex football player, right? right yeah, Which is yeah. very bulky. Not a lot of muscle, pretty, pretty big. and he yeah. was quite. Is that a season? He yeah. wasn't. He wasn't training to be a football player. He was training just to be a big guy. Again, right. what he is now, just a physique. Yeah. Right. He wasn't into the and WWF back then was not about having six pack. It was just about being able to fly through the air, yeah. and entertain because it was the entertainment. So, if you look at the Rock's career through through WWF and then WWE, he essentially became thinner, and his hairline progressively he went back and back and back <laughs> and he essentially became what he is now when he stopped the wwe and he made scorpion king oh yeah right yeah. and then he made some other movies after that like that kind of jungle uh something to witch island you know very bad movie yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and he made some more after that and then you know he made some great movies like um not skyscraper but he made like san andreas um what else did he make back just his first few movies um there was like some of the first ones were kind of not like top top budget but it was really getting one almost like a Jason Statham level kind but, of but the pinnacle is Hobbs yeah. right when he was yeah, in Fast yeah. and Furious yeah. when he came right. as Hobbs when he came off that 4x4 four four mm. unit yeah. standing next to Liam Helm, uh, Helm's wife in real life he was a unit right steam was coming off this guy he was spraying himself with baby oil just walking onto set but the fact is that if you look at the body types you've got Rocky coming onto the stage when he was 21 years old for the first time, and then you got him at mid forties, late you know early fifties, fifty times the size and vascular. Okay, okay? so two different things. When or not, when when you use that analogy, what goes up must come down. It started coming up when he first got on stage. So that longevity of him keeping that size and muscle memory and his body being tuned, his organs being tuned, his body being right. able to support the weight, the amount of training, the amount he's eating, his body got used to it. Not a twelve week cycle on roids. Which you have to stop. See, and also, the other thing is, you've got grades. 
we're buying stuff which is underground labs, not pharmaceutical. If anyone's telling you they're getting pharmaceutical steroids, they're lying. Because you're not spending £10,000 or sorry, $10,000 of vial. Your, your, your doctor or you know someone's not making that for you in tune to your body. Wow. These guys have got the money to do that. Wow. They've got scientists to look at their body DNA, run their bloods, and know exactly what they need, when they need it, so you're not getting the side effects. Wow. Whereas Joe Bloggs down the street is putting 350 mg of test in his ass every other day because that's what it says online. Okay, to that, so all you guys Don't are still Don't say nothing listening. bad about the rock. You, you guys are all still listening. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll just tell you, I'm on a website called musclegrowth.com. Sounds like some kind of gay porn thing. Uh, <laughs> I've got a picture here of the rock. And this was after he left WWE. If you guys remember a film called Get Shorty. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you remember yeah that little se- throw. You remember there was a sequel to that? Uh, don't tell me what it's called. Was that with John Travolta? Yeah. Yeah, so on. Some, uh, I can't remember tell me what it's called. I can't even remember either. I think it was Get Smart, wasn't it? Get Nah, it won't no, get smart. Uh, that was uh, And you remember him in Pain and Gain as well. Whew. Yeah, Pain and Gain. Pain and Gain. Jeez. Here's the thing, yeah? You make Mark Wahlberg yeah, look true. like a midget. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let me... let me ju- Hey, Google. What was the sequel to Get Shorty? I've got to ask Google, people. Hopefully she knows. Be Cool. There you go. Be, Be cool. cool. That was it. So this was him. This is a picture of him when filming Be Cool after he left the WWE. Look at that picture of him on the left, bro. To him now. If I can just interrupt you Look at this, no, on that one. Only, only, the only reason why I say this, bro, sorry, I don't want to do it. I've got to do it. You told me, right, he's kept his body, stayed in that state in tune. He's gone up and down because he stopped taking. Can I just and say to, something? And hold up, hold up, I'm not done because I know okay. you love The Rock, but I'm going to go on Chris Hemsworth now, yeah? I'm going to show you a picture of him when he just finished filming um, Thor. Just a little disclaimer, the picture on the right-hand side of your screen was actually on set when he's coming out of Pain and Gain. Where he was mahoosed. Can I also say the other picture when he looked much slimmer is photoshopped. And it's I know because I photoshopped it. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you don't know. Not, that's what I do in my spare <laughs> time. <laughs> if you don't know, I'm Denny making... builds websites. He knows all kinds <laughs> of internet games. So this is Chris Hemsworth. Just just literally a couple months after he was finished fil- filming 4. Let's see. CGI. I'm in all fairness, you, in all fairness, who was the guy who played um, Cable and also um, uh, the main bad guy in the recent Avengers? Thanos. Yeah, who played Thanos in, in Avengers? The Pretty guy... sure his whole body was CGI in that. No, no, yeah. So he actually said something. So, so, um, oh, what's his name? Someone check that quickly. I'll Google it for you. Yeah, he played Thanos and he also played Deadpool. Uh, not Deadpool, Cable in Deadpool Two. Oh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin actually said He's a in an interview. He had, he actually said in an interview he was really really impressed with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Because um, Ryan Reynolds basically the the bumps on the suit were really Ryan Reynolds, and when he was working on Avengers, it was all like CGI and padding and shit like that. Did you see Ryan Reynolds in Blade Trinity? Yeah. When he was in change yeah. and, and Triple H is about to kick the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. Shredded. Yeah. You could literally grate cheese yeah. off his body. No homo. No homo. <laughs> yeah. But Incredible. yeah, he, he, he maybe genetics. Who knows? Just, well, again, longevity of a okay. good lifestyle. Ryan Reynolds, yeah, yeah. I will not point the finger at him and say Roy's. No, he's too sexy. He's athletic. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you can't be cussing the rock and why I went on the same Now, now we've we got to understand that there's two got... types of steroids here. You've got, you got uh, steroids should not always be misconstrued as, as you're going to put muscle on, you're going to be a powerhouse. Because you could have a marathon runner and you could have a sprinter taking the exact same steroids, but one's going to look like Mo Farah and the other one's going to look like Liv from Christie. You're saying Mo Farah right. taking steroids? No, I'm Christie. saying he's a very skinny guy. Went for a long, battle. <laughs> but Olympus Christie was a power unit. Yeah. He was yeah. huge. 
right? So one's going to look like Mo Farah taking the same amount of testosterone, but he's going to be running 20 miles a day. Yeah. And Linford Christie's only running 100 metres one time a day, taking the same amount of steroids. Yeah. Because again, it's a supplement. It's not the way. It's how you use it. It's the nutrition, the training, the... All these other dynamics are playing and that will determine what result you end up with. Because again, as I said, that same analogy all comes down to the basics. It's like putting Red X into your engine. If yeah. you're not driving it a certain way, you know, um, you won't get the results out. Wow. So it all comes down to, yes, they may be using the same testosterone, but they're also putting in the amount of work yeah. to get there. Yeah. Rock yeah. ain't sitting there doing curls by the end of his, no. in the morning and five press-ups and becoming like that. Yeah. He's training every single yeah. day. He's eating right. And that's the result, and that's hard work. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. When I say this, I'm not trying to shit talk the rock. I know it sounds like I am, <laughs> but it's just he's in his forties. He's probably mid forties mm. by by this by now. Genetically, naturally, you're not going to be producing as much testosterone, and yet he's still getting more swole. It, that says to me he's taking, especially because he's he's not always super hench. That his his size does go up and down. I just think but he's the rock. He does work his ass off. Like if shit. you follow him on Instagram, if you don't follow the rock on Instagram, follow him because it'll make you feel like a piece of shit. Because <laughs> the, rock the, rock the rock for president, the rock for president. Yeah, I think you'll get an office. If you think about it, Arnie was governor of California. <laughs> All he did is roll around in the armor with a cigar. <laughs> yeah, but you know, actually, uh, some people—he—he he was a bit controversial. Some people think he didn't do anything as governor. Some people think he did a lot. But uh, if you think how it was really easy for Arnie to win California, just because he was so popular. It's because the biggest threat is a you know is what? a tornado or an earthquake. I shouldn't say that. Say I shouldn't say that because there's a lot in wrong in California. Well, hey, that's it's wildfire. Right now, isn't it? <laughs> Oh no, my Which, other house got burnt down. Yeah. Quote from Kanye West. <laughs> but do you know what? That guy's a if you if you if you want someone in office, well, you probably do want the rock to, to run because you could believe that the rock was gonna turn up to that wildfire and just take care of it, jump Standard. out of a helicopter Standard. with a fire hose attached to him and just deal with it. <laughs> and that's that's the thing, the, the Not- presidency has become a popularity contest. Obama I think people say Trump was the first one to do it. I think Obama did it first. Clinton. What Clinton. Nah. Cl- yeah, Clinton. Bill what? Clinton made... Bill Clinton Imagine, made... Yeah, he did have a few celebs on his side as well, didn't No, but he? Bill Clinton changed politics in the Western... Like, with, the game. With, with regards to the Bad UK and <laughs> thing. And even if you... what Who came in the UK? Who came after Clinton? Tony, Tony Blair. Blair. Look who was before him. John Major. John Major. Yeah. The greatest <laughs> character on flipping spitting in. Hey, hey, John that. Major's sex symbol. <laughs> <laughs> and that's John Legend. <laughs> And, um, and then and then you had Clinton. Remember, Clinton came out playing a saxophone. Clinton kissed that black baby. Like Clinton took this, took that, took that, made that. And whole... then they went to Bush, who couldn't even yeah, get yeah, his yeah. words out, like a big exactly. boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, f- I really think that that all started with with uh, Clinton. Like no one was put, putting out the saxophone, playing that smooth tunes and, and all that. No, he had he had game. Um, and then obviously over here you had Tony Blair. But definitely the celebrity aspect of Obama um, was, was a factor. I, I, I've got, I've, and there's, there's some good points to make on that. I think sometimes it helps and sometimes it really doesn't. I mm. mean, having Kanye West wear a, wear a you know, uh, Make America Great Again hat in the White House and having Kim Kardashian, of all people, go to the White House, sit in the Oval Office yeah. and try to get someone out who she was told to get out of prison Apparently, to make it a media representative. Yeah, do you know what? Kim actually, like... 
that was she was kind of behind her, that girl getting released. But you know, what? you guys need to sorry, like you guys need to follow this guy guy called Kyle Dunnigan on Instagram. I found out about him on the Joe Rogan podcast. He is so joke. He does these like face swap uh, comedy like impressions and that. And he did one where he had the Kardashians FaceTiming each other, and then they FaceTime Trump. And like we're mad at you. He's like, why? He goes, because we recorded you when we went to the Oval Office. And then when she walked out the room, he's like, let's see what we're dealing with here. And he walks over and starts sniffing her chin. Oh shit. Okay, she's on her period. Heavy oh. flow, but that's okay. Natural, natural. <laughs> he just roasted. It's this. It's disgusting, but it's funny as hell. That's he roasts all the Kardashians. There's a joke to one where Kim FaceTimes uh, Bruce Jenner, or sorry, sorry, what's Bruce's new name? Caitlyn? Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. She's like, Mom, I'm lost in my house. And she's like, let's call Kanye. She goes, I found this, this square thing. I don't know what it is. I put North in there cause, just to keep him safe. It looks like an alien spaceship. It was a washing machine. Right? What? <laughs> yeah. Because obviously, there's just saying like, they don't do their own washing whatever. And then they FaceTime Kanye. He's like, turn it on. That'll, that'll keep him safe. <laughs> and turns it on. And you just ah, the yeah. Denny <laughs> roasting them. Denny, you're you're quite you're quite hip with it still. Okay, right. I think definitely. That is an old man. I, I think definitely when we went to Budapest together many years ago. Yeah, yeah. We definitely had a few conversations about hip hop and about black culture. Yeah, yeah. And about just you know, I think the first conversation we had was about uh, the tribal West. Yeah, yeah, tribal West. And yeah, uh, yeah. in the airport, and I think I was like, either going to kill him on this holiday, or he's going to be my best friend. <laughs> Thank God it was latter. Right. So I think um what's your take on A, let's start with Kim going to the Oval Office mm. uh, and um through media plumbicizing the innocence of this of this person who mm. was uh, in in a state penitentiary and also generally um the Kardashian stance in the media and as influencers. I'll tell you what I do I'll tell you I'll tell you first and foremost. As far as the Kardashians go I respect them. I respect anyone's hustle. Yeah, I'll never even nev- if it, even if it's I'm, detrimental I'm, hustle. I'll never knock. I'll never knock someone's hustle. Are you are you also knocking the hustle of drug dealers who are who are messing no, no, up no, our area no, okay, and killing okay. people? Let me people retract. Get, people yeah, getting shanked me, in Salt Hill Park. You got me. You got me. You got me. You got me. <laughs> straight straight up. Illegal hustle, and not to say I don't, I'm not a fan of theirs. I'm not a. I'm not a. Um, I don't condone necessarily how they do things, but takes a lot of hard work in terms of them being influencers i think it's disgusting like that part of it i don't like um going to the white house i can't knock that because i i think she's probably misinformed and i get that from a lot of the stuff i see well or hear about her talking about and saying um but she got someone out of prison i think it's double-edged short uh sword isn't so, it it's the fact that her influencing is is shit let's be honest yeah, but yeah. the same influence and same public image and the same amount of people who are going to be interested yeah. in her being anywhere yeah. her walking down the street in an outfit yeah. or her going to the oval you mm. got both sides of the audience people who are informed and uninformed yeah. are going to watch that so the amount of people who are probably interested in this person getting released yeah. tripled every yeah. second yeah, if, if anything definitely. so i think for that cause fair yeah. But as I said, double-edged sword. And I think for I think because because obviously you're you're very aware mm. of um, what the black community is being through. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not by any means trying to get into into, into that now. Yeah, in terms yeah. of, I'm, I'm more kind of really focusing on the entertainment culture, hip hop culture, because she's married to Kanye West. Yeah. Um, 
and their general influence so, on uh, our culture. Because you know, I'd see, I, I guess, I guess. So it's a couple of things. So I'm not really to tell the truth. I don't really have an opinion. I, I don't watch the Kardashians enough. I don't know nothing about them. My thing is more like. For, for, I understand a little bit about her background just more from watching the OJ story to understanding she had a father who was a, a solicitor get, gave her money um, that helped her in life she's used that with, and then she had the sex tape and all of that but I don't know enough about I've never watched the Kardashians or, or whole episode at least um, but I see through, with my past working in the music industry I see, I've, seen, I've known a lot of people who get slated for stuff but when I see them working, I'm like, they got to be somewhere at 6 a.m. in the morning and spend two hours getting ready, doing this, getting all this stuff done. And they can't, they have to stick to a tight schedule. And I think the lifestyle, the spotlight and everything that they have to go through and deal with to keep their level of success, I respect because I know 99% of people ain't got what it takes to do that. Dude. So that side of it, I respect what they represent as a wider, as an IG model, as an IG, um, you know, as that sort of social media um, type of personality. I, I personally, it's not my thing. I don't like it. I think the reason why I ask is, um, I have young cousins mm. and I have people who are younger than me who work for me. Uh, I have a small t- uh, um, team of graduates and um, the culture's changed. And I think the reason why I wanted to, to bring this up and the reason why I wanted your take on it, yeah. especially, it's because you know hip hop culture is everywhere. In the UK, if anything, yeah, yeah, has come yeah. up so much yeah. in the last since Channel U days. Yeah. You know, UK rap and grime is all coming to such a big spotlight. Yeah. Have, have you noticed that recently everybody's wearing ice out chains now? Yeah, yeah. Where before, no one wore jewelry. Yeah. You know, Damon Dash and Jay Z wore the Rockefeller chains of diamonds, but yeah. now everyone's rocking the, the ice out rollies and 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 the 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 kind of iced out grills and so hip hop culture is definitely coming across the pond and I think the reason why I wanted to see is that influence now hit us, right? That but that so, influence was in 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 the US for years and years yeah. back in Flavor Flav days. Yeah. But the thing is, is that that was a positive culture. It was just it was just jewelry. It was just status about having big what, rims on cars. So, but but Kardashians, yeah. what influence are they having on our generations on the women yeah. and, and some of the guys? And what yeah. insecurities are those are those are they invest are putting into the, I, our youth and also is that having detrimental effects yeah so what i so i think the kardashians the kardashian a lot of their their person not their their uh, public image is a result of what some would say are the negative sides of hip-hop they play into that lush lavish um bling bling lifestyle i'm i love hip-hop but at the same time i think it's some of the worst music it's it's immature like the 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 so i think a lot of a lot of that it's it's for me that's the truth like it's 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 a lot a lot of the stuff is immature like you never hear jay-z said that that line on his last album talking about who's the richest rapper is like saying uh no no he was he basically said showing off about who's the richest rapper is like asking who's the tallest midget Okay. Excuse my term, if midget's not the right term to use. Yeah, whatever, man, but essentially, that's what he, that's what he was person. saying. And what he's saying is, <laughs> we're we're sitting here fighting among our ourselves, trying. Oh, I'm the king of my I'm this, I'm that. When you look at the upper echelon, you look at the power players in the world. None of them are flipping. Like what 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 Silicon Valley billionaire do you see rocking a diamond chain? Yeah, yeah it's true. Do you see what I mean? Showing off their flashy cars, buying all that materialistic stuff don't generate wealth for the next generation. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, to, yeah. To, and and so for me, generally, hip hop's quite immature. And I think the Kardashians, because I'm not really called the Kardashians hip hop, 
but then you can say because they're pop and hip hop is now pop. Um, but I think they live that lifestyle that is what some would say a negative side of hip hop. The part, the, the pool parties, the Vegas lifestyle, the, yeah. the holding the champagne bottles, all that glitz and glamour and bling. I think that they, they fed off of that. Culture vultures, if you're gonna, it may be. Um, if, is it a negative impact? Definitely, but I think it's bigger than the Kardashians. But you, you're, you're almost showing this image, and you're and you're and you're playing on MTV, and you're showing it to people who are working class families. So instead of you, and you're getting paid twelve hundred pound a month to kind of average wage in this country, yeah. and what you're saying is every Friday night you're going to go and pop bottles of Bel Air and Moet in you know, a club, saying, and you're not going to put into your account. Yeah, you're not going to pay this your is, bills. You're going to struggle. You're not going to provide it, for your families. I don't changed, know if it's the right. I think they're not great role models. Because... No, nah, they're definitely. I don't think they're good role models in that respect. As I said, I respect the the, the, the work ethic they do. Sorry, but <laughs> Yo, I don't think fun. I don't think they're they're good role models at all. Invite me and into it's, my house. It's that, it's, it's that whole thing, isn't it? Though it's like it's um it's 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 almost like you know WWE actually. Mm. Um, when they when they start doing those disclaimers, don't do this at home. This is trained. These are trained athletes. They all order this kind this of stuff. This is fake. This is fake. Yeah. So they kind of have that disclaimer. What? Those those IG models, the the the, the social the, the um reality TV models don't come with that. See, I know a few of these IG models in real life, right? Not the Kardashians, but I know a couple. And if depending on which one of my friends is listening to this, they know exactly who I'm talking about as well. And uh, you ain't seen them first thing in the morning. This is. I'm not saying yeah. I've seen them yeah. first thing in the morning. Yeah. I've not been in that environment. Um, but what I'm saying is is on screen. If you saw my Instagram, you'll see cars, holidays, gym pics. Chicks. I ain't naked in those, <laughs> right? You ain't seeing me wait all the hours that I'm working. You ain't seeing, you know, the kind of the issues that you're having in life because you won't publicize that. But, and again, they won't do that either. They won't, you know, the, the, exactly. the, the news and media will pick out all the, the mm. what they're putting out. They're not. They're, they're, not, they're not putting out the negatives and the issues That's they're what having. I'm saying. So when you see that, that tanned, perfect body, it's not disclaimer. This is Mine. Photoshop. This is. Uh, this isn't what I look like 24-7 I've just spent an hour trying to look like this just for this one photo and but that's all we see and so that's all that's influenced this is why I have so much respect for someone like Alicia Keys okay recently that's random no no okay <laughs> no, no makeup okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. she, she yeah. vouched yeah. to never ever wear makeup ever again okay if you google Alicia Keys she's beautiful yeah 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 Swiss yeah. is killing it. Okay, yeah. but would she would she have made that same vow if she didn't have great skin? Naturally, anyway, would she have made that same vow? Like, yeah, I think it's... it's... That's, that's, you can take a little bit away from that, I think. Yeah, but... I'm not... To tell the truth, I used to be... That's why my face dropped when you said Leech Kids. I totally get what you're, you're saying, and I pre it every so often, and I agree <laughs> with what you're saying. Because I, 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 I liked it, I liked it, I used to. My thing with her is something different. Uh, it, uh, it, it's but falling, she, like playing in your mind right now. No, it's, it's, it's so true. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is it's so it? true. Yeah. What you like, she done that. And yeah, it's easy for her to do that, I guess. But it's still a good example to have the flip side. When, to have someone who's as popular as her to say, you know what? You can be beautiful without the makeup, without all of this. And you're empowering. Thing. You're mm-hmm. actually, yeah. you're actually, you know, helping people their insecurities by saying yeah, you know yeah. what I'm, a, I'm good yeah how i am whether i'm fat skinny black or light or whatever yeah you know um i'm, I'm good and it just has to be real that's the moral way everyone's yeah. saying you should be accepted yeah. campaigns yeah. boohoo's doing it yeah. you know we've got those you've got uh, models now on the catwalk with our plus yeah. size models yeah. it's it's good to be happy it's good to be yourself mm. but they aren't representing that they are not representing true, it at all true, they're having true. babies for the sake of it 
Okay. And okay, they're probably not. It's very bad, bad to say, but they they they're essentially selling every part of their life. Yeah. But yeah. it's encrusted with diamonds. Yeah. But that's the point. This we are Cubic consumers. Zirconia. We are consumers. We've become a very okay. consumeristic culture. And if you're saying I'm not going to wear makeup no more, well, if if I'm not naturally good looking, what am I going to buy that's going to make me more like Alicia Keys? Nothing, right? But if I want to be more like Kim, she's always talking about this product, that product, this product, that product. And it's they're selling you the idea that if you if you use that makeup as well, mm. you'll be more like Kim. Yeah. And that's that's the the thing as well. Like Kim Kardashian gets a lot more attention than Alicia Keys, but she already had that bigger platform. Like it's it's not really gonna make a huge difference if you've got ten, twenty social influencers going, Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going all natural, I'm going this, I'm going that. Because even as you said before about steroids, people don't want the truth they want a quick fix they want the easy solution and the easy solution is you know i drink this uh, slim tea in the morning like that's one thing i've noticed a lot is people on instagram going you know i have my morning slim tea that's the ba- way that i keep my abs nice and firm mm. it's like you drink tea to keep your abs firm yeah. that makes no sense to me yeah. at all but you know that product selling because yeah. they're, they're they're getting like uh, they're sponsoring bigger and bigger platforms on social media sites like Instagram. Yeah, and yeah. what was that thing you just said about steroids? Like, it's just saying, like, something saying before, yeah. that people don't want the, the honest truth. They yeah. don't want to know, they don't want to hear, oh, you just need to work hard, and yeah. that's all you're going to get. They want a quick fix. And that's how we bring it all full circle. There you go. But um, but yeah, man, it's, and the other thing you said about the, the culture thing as well, yeah. was that, if you remember back in the day, in fact, the first I time- I think we need to do an episode on, um, on that, on the hip hop culture and influences and stuff like yeah, that, the good but, and the bad. But do you know? Do you remember the first time? There's some there's the... some cars parked outside which are direct influences. True. Exactly. To hip hop. I, I I pretty much won't be living the lifestyle I had yeah. if it wasn't for someone yeah, like D12, Eminem, yeah. Ludacris, the people that I right. listened to growing up. When did you two first meet? Do you remember? Wow. Through through you, it yeah. was through you. Way before get way... familiar. Yeah, I remember the Clint. Was that the first time? <laughs> <we met? laughs> was that the first time we met? Clinton Sparks. Clinton Sparks. Okay. What was okay. that club called in Central? Uh, uh, that was Bar Rumba. Bar, Bar Rumba. Rumba. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Bar Rumba. Is that still open? Nah, it's a comedy club. Okay. And I think he still has a bar, but they do comedy shows. In Damn, I wore a trilby so, that day. So here's the thing, though, right? Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember? You're so beautiful, that's the first time we heard that track. And that was like eight months before it hit the UK. Okay. Because the internet wasn't what yeah, it is yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the difference. We didn't adopt American culture that well yeah. because we didn't have the internet. Right. Now, information is instant. Like, I remember back in the day, Sonny, I don't know if you ever went into this shop. I know, Denny, you might have gone in there and yeah. shopped it. Do you remember that shop on the corner where uh, Queensmere Shopping Centre is? Just outside. Yeah. Where... Um, uh, sport and soccer is. Yeah, I know it's So this, yeah. like, no one's obviously outside the styles going to know. Well, they had loads of leather jackets in there. Hanging outside, loads I of remember. leather jackets. Basically, this shop that, that I used to go to, because to, I was big into hip-hop culture, mm. I used to go there to buy my academics jeans and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Because you couldn't get it from anywhere else. Averex leathers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. It beats it all that, right? So, Ince in jeans. <laughs> yeah. So I used to go there to... To buy, to buy like hip hop clothing, to yeah. you know anything to do with hip hop culture. Yeah. That was you had like one shop in Slough. Mm. Now you've got Amazon, yeah, and you can get whatever you want delivered next day. And we, through the internet, are able to access information so much quicker. Obviously, 
but I think the the way we adopt culture is a lot more instant from a particularly we've always kind of adopted culture from, from america i think a lot got to do with the artist and if you're an artist if you're a, if you're a sports personality if you're an actor you have a certain influence and like and i don't want to i don't want to throw the goat's name in there but you know eminem started off and he was influencing you the goat that is a whole nother that's a whole nother conversation but carry on <laughs> the goat eminem Right. Fight me, <laughs> but um, I'm gonna come with yeah, in your yeah. ass. <laughs> oh, I like the pun. <laughs> I still listen to it, but um, he he never imposed his culture. You know, he never imposed his thoughts on the wider audience that was outside his music. Yeah, he made a couple of films. Yes, he was producing a few things. Yes, he was working with Jimmy Iovine and his good friends with Elton John, even though he's a massive attacker of homosexuality. He was doing all this stuff behind the scenes. He was raising a family. He was making sure his daughter was educated. He was he was influencing his environment, but with positives. There was so much aid he was putting into Detroit so much aid he was literally the sole benefactor so for so there, many charities is... but he wasn't taking a picture of himself with his hand out giving back right that's the so, difference so, and this is this is so we're older now so you think when we listen when we started listening to hip-hop what age we were all young right so we were easily we didn't see the we went I, okay i'll talk for myself more i wasn't really thinking about investments i wasn't really thinking about owning multiple houses whatever whatever you know owning things outright ownership that if I, when I have children and I have got a child, when I have a family, I've got things to pass down physically and all this kind of stuff. For we your family. Now, <laughs> now, now, that's what, for me, one of the big things, hip hop, that was why I actually like, my first, when I first got into hip hop, I think maybe that was lucky because I got into hip hop mainly um, around the like, late 90s, a sort of puffier, and he started throwing around that word entrepreneur. And yeah. I got into all of that, and that's that really influenced me. So there was some positives, but at the same time, I was seeing people who were maybe listening to other people who were taking more negatives. Now, with regards to um, uh, like Jay Z, for example, the goat, Jay Z, for example. Um, <laughs> wow. He, he the, the kind of stuff he's always, especially more recently, talking about sort of ownership, like ownership of your masters, ownership of things, stop taking advances, all of this kind of stuff. And for me. Being the age I am now, looking at hip hop, it's like, okay, we're not poor. Okay, it's not to say we're not poor. We're not as poor as when hip hop came out of a time where, like, it was more of a, you know, we're more repressed. There was a lot more stuff going on. And it's not to say we're not now. We definitely are. But it was worse then. It's not even to say it was worse. It's not it even to say it was worse. What it is, is there's a second generation now. So when, let's say, like, Big Sean ain't been broke. Yeah, he was too young. He started. He was successful from too young to be broke. Yeah, Nas said it best. I've been. I've. I've been. He. He. Nas broke when he was like eighteen. He said, "I've been rich long, longer. I've been rich longer than I have been poor." Mm. Yeah, and this is the thing. This is this is one of my biggest problems with hip hop. There was this thing about um, Jeezy, who I'm a fan of, and I still love all that music. Young Jeezy. Yeah, but I can consume it differently because of the type of person I am. Um, I think that was he a... was talking about trapping and all of this. Getting money yeah. on it while he's sending his son to private school. Yeah, that whole Dirty South era was really weird. Yeah, but it's that kind of hypocrisy in it where I say like it's immature. Like you're still you're 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 now thirty odd. Like when you come up, you come up being influenced by whatever, and you're you're so you can say oh you do the same shit, and you'll be like um uh yeah yeah making money make girls this that blah 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 yeah, and um but then you get older, you're around other business people. 
Like I'm sure, I'm sure Jimmy Iovine said to Eminem, you know what, invest. I'm sure he gave Dr. Dre some influence and all the, you know. All- Jimmy Iovine is the reason you have those headphones around your neck. Because he, he rocked up. Oh, the beats, he, yeah. He, he rocked up to Dr. Dre's house, walking on the beach, and Dr. Dre goes, I need to make some money. And Dre, and Iovine goes, he goes, you know what, everyone's making sneakers. Yeah. And Dre goes, everyone's making sneakers, I want to make some sneakers. And um, he said, and, I, and Jimmy turned around to Dre and said, but that's not your thing. Yeah. That's not your thing. Yeah. He said, what's your thing? And at the same time, they said, sound. Yeah. And the next day, they started making yeah. headphones. Yeah. But going back to what I was saying before you really interrupted me. Um, Apologies, <laughs> guys. I just thought dropping I knowledge, in Dropping nuggets. Just dropping, dropping. Um, so, um, yeah, so, so you've got all this stuff happening. So there's, there's a, I don't know if anyone follows like King Combs on... on um, Is that uh, Puffy Sun? Yeah, Diddy's Puffy yeah. Sun. So you got all these people. There's, there's a, a new generation of kids who are in hip hop, who <laughs> rapping like his rich. dad. Yeah, he but never no, struggled in not, his life. This is what I'm saying. So the, all of these people are born rich. Yeah. So there's a whole new generation. There's rappers' kids now who are all going to private school. Like one of Puffy's son, I think. So one is it's Quincy. Quincy, who is an, uh, he's doing very well acting. One of them is just academic, and is going into being a lawyer or whatever. And then you got King Combs wants to be a rapper. Blah, 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 blah. Now that's that's the next level. How much is that being publicised? Like all of these people are rich. They've got rich kids. Their kids ain't knowing in knowing the hood no mm. more. So why are we being talk? Why why are we being educated about that? Like what we should be doing to help our kids? Like to establish and and it's that lack of lack of um, not all rappers because as I said, Jay Z's doing it. There's a few other people who who are now being more knowledgeable. But in terms of where hip hop came from, like. I don't see anything, and that's my problem with hip hop. I don't see enough positive influences coming back out in terms to to, to basically try and uplift a, 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 a repressed, repressed community. Have you got anything to add to that, Lewis? Do you know? I just, I just feel like I'm taking over this podcast, by the way. It's all good. You see what you were saying, but you know, what? I'll, as I was listening to it, I was yeah. trying to think of decent examples of contrary uh, stories to that mm. and I think the only one that I could think of was an album I can't remember whose album it was that you suggested to me last week someone released that album oh. was it um, Body Chance Meat Mill yeah 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 because yeah. Championships no. is no, killing so here's the it I'll be honest yeah. I'll be honest Sick I haven't album. had a chance to properly listen to yeah. the album I skipped through it just, okay. to, just to listen yeah yeah and it sounded like a throwback to, yeah, to yeah. old school, like the older yeah. generation. It's a proper hip-hop. album, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's and that was the thing. I was listening to it, and I was like, "This sounds like old hip hop." Yeah. And I was like, "Did you listen to Jay Z's verse?" I, I, I literally, I'm take, okay. I literally just like skimmed okay. through it. I haven't had a chance to yeah, yeah. listen to it, and I, but I will. But I just wanted to like get the flavor of it. Mm. And like, if you if you go through and you get the flavor for like Takashi, for example, yeah, yeah. you just get beats. Yeah. You know, and and bullshit. Mm. That's what you get. You get beats and bullshit. Yeah. Back in the day, you know he's hardcore in prison. Like he's, he's banged up, isn't it? Yeah. I heard. I don't know, what was his prison sentence? Anyone know? What no, he hasn't been sentenced. He hasn't been charged yet. He hasn't been charged. He's been charged, but not convicted. He's been yeah, charged, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not been convicted. He hasn't been yet. sentenced or anything. Um, but, and that was based on him. He's young. But do you know what? He's as young as stupid. Like, but even young when he was stupid. like, when he was like eighteen, he got done for having sex with like a fourteen-year-old or something. He's messed up. No, nah, I don't know. I don't know. The age gap wasn't that big. I heard this story about that, yeah. Maybe, but it was underrated, maybe, it was, it was, yeah, it was yeah. Well, yeah. But that's the thing as well. And so, so here, here's my, like, I'm pretty much, unfortunately, I'll back you up a little bit because I can't, 
think of too many examples. Joyner Lewis is another one. Joyner Lucas, yeah, Lucas, yeah, 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 yeah. Trying to give him yeah. my name. Trying to give him props <laughs> he don't deserve. Uh, yeah, Joyner Lucas. He's like he's got something to he's him. Seen, he, yeah. he, he's got some substance behind him. Mm. But there's a lot of the and and it, okay, there's an example. Joyner doesn't get that much attention compared to other rappers that, for example, making trap music. Yeah. Which true has no message behind yeah. it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think all music needs to have a message behind it. I think, I think like, um, and I, I think there's a lot of good rappers out there. Like, like you don't even need to search hard for. I mean, off the top of your head, you can always say your your Coles, your Kendricks, your, you know, your Eminem. Who, and even like Eminem can chat. Eminem can chat the most amount of shit, which I think he does half the time. Yeah. But you can learn from him. Yeah. And this is my this is my thing. Like, Emin, like lyrically, putting words together, probably the best ever. Yeah. You're just giving some credibility to his ghost <laughs> But in terms of but in terms of who he's like but it can be taken different ways. Like when I listen to Eminem, I'm I'm like amazed at his wordplay and I take that, you know, like that's that's my take from it. Whereas someone else might take, yeah, I need to go and kill my, my ex. <laughs> just, just a little trivia, do do you know what Eminem stands for? Marshall Mathers. No, it stands for E-M- everybody's every mother is nice except mine. Oh, that's a freaking sick acronym, I didn't know. And it's also his initials. I'm dropping an invisible mic right now, guys. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is why he go. Um, but anyway, um, um, I've got. A, yeah, sorry, go on, Denny. No, I was just gonna say, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not mocking, I'm not mocking all hip hop. I'm just talking as general. I mean, there's, there's, you, you had like, who's that, who's that guy? French Montana, like, open schools. There's a lot more people. It's becoming. I don't want to say it's becoming fashion because that's taken away from the good thing they're doing. But a lot more people are doing. Um, good and positive things now but I still and hope so hopefully that's a trend that grows in my opinion um, it's, it seems to have kind of been quite recent but hopefully that's a trend that grows but it's just I definitely think that's one of the aspects of hip hop that um, like it's they hip hop culture is global yeah um, so much money is made from it but I don't think but, but, but the most issue is yeah. that money a lot of it goes to record labels that are not, oh definitely they're not like hip hop music is owned by young black culture right in terms of like the, the people the cons- who, who, who who produce yeah, yeah the creators yeah. but the actual ownership of the profit that's made yeah. by it generally it all yeah. goes to, to record labels yeah yeah which is obviously not yeah but they still they still make enough money to to um better their lives and yeah once you get to i mean it's the same with all of us once we get like don't get me wrong like i'm sure i'm pretty sure we can universally agree there's lots of stuff when we were younger that we spent money on that we look at and think wow that was some dumb ass shit i spent 500 pound on drjays.com once this is what on hip-hop wear and and i get that that's what i'm saying i used to, I used to rinse sean john i used to have sean john head to toe head to toe yeah, but right. you probably look good in it. <laughs> I was no, an Indian what? guy with a G Unit T-shirt on, walking down Sly High Street. It, it wasn't a vibe. Right. So this is my thing. This is my thing. So, and as you get older, you you change. You can look back. You can laugh at that kind of stuff. It's all part of growing up. And that's what. And now, if I've got five hundred pounds, I'm sure you can do something slightly more sensible with it. Yeah. You put it in the bank. Yeah. So 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 there's there's a, there's a number of things, right? And that's my point. Like as we grow. We we start acting different. We mature. We start doing different. Me, hip hop as a culture, hasn't done that enough. I understand how hip hop started. I understand the reasons. I understand all the stages. 
bling stage, like F the police stage, the conscious stuff. I can, I can kind of, I think everything can be justified up until now where I feel like... It's almost they run out of things to say. Yeah. It's, it's almost a, that there's like not enough struggle in the world to represent anymore. What's the meaning of hip-hop right now? Money. Status. But we, we've... And that, that's, that's my problem. Drugs. Before when it was that, when, when, when it was the first time we were having money and status... It's, it's, it's kind of more acceptable. It's like, we're new to this shit. It's like, oh yeah, I'm yeah. money, 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 money. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited still. But now I've had it for, for the last couple of decades. Yeah, Why was, am I still it, excited about it? It was like Biggie saying, never get high in your own supply. Yeah. They, were, they were rapping it about, they were rapping about selling drugs yeah. and making money and from they, drugs. And now they're rapping they're about taking, taking them. It. And that's what I'm saying. So it's like, it, it was almost like- and they're glorifying it. This is, like this it's something is, good. This, this is, that's what I'm saying. So now for me, like, I can still listen to it. I can still bop my head. I'm not going to lie. Like the tunes, the, what comes on in my car is still going to be like Rap Caviar playlist. Yeah, yeah. But I'm old enough to understand it. And, but my thing is, it's like when I was younger, going through, my, going through all the different um, eras of hip hop, there was something I could take away from it. There was something that was teaching me, something that was helping me grow. Now, I think it's kind of, it hasn't even gone backwards. It's kind of just gone some weird ziggy zag direction. All right, but how much did you buy financially buy into like okay so you bought like Sean John clothing yeah. and stuff like that yeah but that was kind of it like there's a lot more now mm. I feel like consumerist stuff about hip hop like for example Yeezys right yeah people out spending silly money on, on Yeezys <laughs> off white is another like that's what I'm guilty I've got a pair of Yeezys I'm not gonna lie <laughs> but I just can't afford that shit I, literally okay, as soon as it came out I was like click two pairs yeah how many people that can't afford it are buying it so I'll give you a, like, um... I haven't worn them once, by the way. Here's the thing, yeah. One of my students... <laughs> okay, one more. I've got the whites. Yeah, I've got the whites too. Triple whites. They're not even touched ground yet. <laughs> my copy hasn't them. even touched them. So sell them and make double the money. Because... They're if, still in stock, dude. Well, all right, then you messed up. Like, I've got, um... No, one I think they're now. No, they were. Students, they were. Well, you ain't going to get no money because you've got odd sizes. If Denny's got, like, a, a common size. So no, what to say about size 11 men. But, so here's the thing, right? One of my students the other day was wearing a set of like I think they were like Air Max ninety sevens but off whites. Right. And uh, you sure they weren't white but dirty? No, 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 <laughs> joker. So, so one of my other students was like, coach, look, he's wearing off whites. So I look at him, I'm like, oh yeah, he wearing off whites. My first thing is, why are you wearing off whites? Mm. He's like, because I like them. I was like, okay. But and here's how my mind works. I was like, why didn't you just get the standard ones? And he's like, well, these were the same price. I managed to get a retail. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool, cool, that's fine. Mm. So why didn't you sell those ones secondhand? Because mm. you get like an extra, probably maybe up to a hundred pounds because yeah. those went out quick. You know, once you get another hundred pounds, you have and buy the same ones, just the not off, just the standard version rather than off white. Yeah. And have a hundred pound in your pocket. He's like, because I like the look of these ones. And bearing in mind, the off-white version of those trainers literally just has a little print on the side of it. Yeah. It off-white. says off-white. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I can't get my head around that. Yeah. But kids now, they're like, nah, this, this little bit of shit. print, yeah. this is the shit. It this represents something. It. it represents like, something. I'm like, yeah. you do realise, and I had to have the conversation with the kid. I was like, you do realise this is like a, an absorption of hip-hop culture, yeah? Mm. I was like, what do you know about hip-hop culture? He's like, well, nothing really. Yeah. I was like, this is my thing. Where I'm from, you will get jacked for them trainers. Yeah. Right. And that's and that's where hip hop culture comes from. From a place where you don't wear trainers like that outside. Mm. 
you see Debo ch- coming, you tuck your damn chain in. You know, where you been? Debo! Shit, he took my chain last week. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing. I think, like, it's like it's both ours. Don't, and it, and it's, I, I like it. I get, again, I don't want to knock anyone's hustle. But it's like, maybe I'm, I don't even think it's that I'm too old or whatever. It's just, what phase is this? Like, let's say every five to ten years, you can say, Hip hop went through a phase, and then it moved on to this. What would you call this phase? It's like how many times you have to be there and buy the T-shirt. It's just rerunning it. Yeah. Because you remember back in the day of uh, like De La Soul. Yeah. De La Soul was like the hippie days of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then obviously it was happy before it got dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But then you had N.W.A. Yeah. Which is like almost like protest rap. Uh, Well, well, protest rap, but before it was disco and club rap. Before it was Run DMC, before it was the the, yeah, the big yeah, gold yeah, chains yeah, yeah. and yeah, and, okay. and the and the and the Kangol yeah. hats, so, mm. but then it became yeah. hold a minute. Then it was that real, yeah. realization. Hip hop thought it's not all glitz and glamour. Yeah. Black people are getting shot for just walking down the street. Yeah, yeah. But but that was but that was like political rap. And then you had gangster rap, mm. and then was like bling era. Yeah. Which Tupac and Biggie and those Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg they and that 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 that, that too, early they? East Coast yeah, rapping yeah, yeah. They came in. The, they can't end of end of the gangster went into the the sort of more. Ah, thingy. they were still gangster. Yeah. But then they had, they had the influence to make their media their their their, their music mainstream. Yeah, and to yeah, go across yeah. the pond to the UK and around the world yeah. and make that revenue, yeah. you've got to think about it. NWA weren't making the money that, that Dr. Dre was making. That you know that uh, that, that that two, no, but I mean when he oh, went when he, after, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that uh, that Tupac and Biggie were making because yeah. because Puffy was making his music. I mean, come on. I mean, juicy. You think you you, you think Dr. Dre when he first started out would have had that beat on any of his music? You mm. think Easy E would have had that music? Yeah. Yeah. Right? He wouldn't. He yeah. wouldn't have had that. He wasn't gangster. They were making yeah. gangster music. And then they were making money, uh, music that was going to sell. Okay. Yeah. So then we had, so we had Gangster Out, then we had Bling, mm. then it was Money. Really, the, that was okay. like, just, I think, I think Money came after the Bling thing. Okay. Really, like, if I'm, if I'm thinking historically what I was listening to. Yeah. And then what? Then Bitches. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah. Then, uh, then, then it became about where you're from. Yeah, I was going to say, you always okay. had the regional stuff as well, because yeah, you're probably like... East Coast, t- the South, the Dirty, D- dirty South. South. big Cadillacs sitting yeah, on 30-inch yeah, yeah. rims. Like cash, the cash, the early cash money era, yeah. where you had like Juvenile, when Little Wayne first started. Mystical. Mystical, all of them kind of ones. Um, but again, and yeah, so it became regional, repping your ends, put, trying to put your ends on the map, trying to, you know... Fat Joe, G-Unit, 50 Cent, New York. Then yeah. it became then it became Queens, Harlem, yeah, Brooklyn. Then, yeah. It became this whole divide. But even then, you had back in the day before that, you had Noah shouting Queensbridge all the time. Yeah, 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 but, but again, New York. Yeah, I think there, there was all, always an element of repping your city or rep, basically repping where you're from and that. Um, and I think to an extent that's still there now. That's yeah, I mean, been there. I mean, if you, I mean, when I was in New York a couple of years ago, the, I mean, you know, going down to Tribeca, you see posts of Jay Z everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you're going up to Queens, you know, you see. Um, Mace you yeah. know tributes to Mace everywhere yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you're in Harlem and that's where Mace was originally yeah. from and then you go you, then you go to then actually what well, I, I did not make my way down to the Bronx but you know I want to go check what Jayla was saying <laughs> but you could tell yeah. the influence still there I went to go see the big Biggie Smalls mural over yeah, the bridge at, at, at Brooklyn yeah. that was absolutely incredible um, and I felt safe because the tourists were there yeah. but we were told well, I actually driver you stay on this street yeah because hip hop culture was now part of the lifestyle there. Yeah, yeah. We're very lucky we live where we live. 
I know parts of London where you can't walk out in the middle of the night, mm. right? You can't do this kind of thing. So I think going back to a few points that we made today, that hip hop culture has had a positive influence on us because mm. yes, we move this way yeah. and we like, we yeah. enjoy moving this yeah. way, but is it teaching our youth and is it teaching us the right things? As I said, yeah. same t-shirt, same day. Yeah. It's just a different t-shirt, different yeah, yeah, size, yeah. Fits, fits a different way. I mean, I just remember wearing t-shirts that were baggy. Now everything is muscle everything's, fit. Yeah, everything's everything's we're, long we're line. Tight and long line. You know, yeah. I've got my boss at work looking at me like, you're a joke. You know, and I'm like, shit, I thought I looked cool today. Like, you know, like, I so thought this is, <laughs> yeah, like wear jeans that aren't looking like jeggings. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. these are just limpy. I'm just fat. <laughs> like, you know, but it's, 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 it's this whole conception and, and looking at hip hop now I go through my Spotify and I'm fed up I'm just constantly scrolling mm. I don't know who half of these rappers are yeah. I played a song for you earlier I had to check his name again I just yeah. thought it was a cool song yeah. and then I go back and then now when I'm, when I'm going and searching for Nas and, and, and Buster Rhymes yeah. and Dr. Dre and Eminem it's, it's the hits yeah yeah you know the, the, the thing with it as well like I don't think I don't think as I don't think an artist necessarily has the responsibility to to have to go and be positive. I don't think the music someone makes has to necessarily be positive. For me, it's a bigger thing. It's about hip hop has created a culture and it's even transcending black people. It's uh, black communities. Everyone is consuming this culture. And I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying. And I wonder if this is your point with regards to the Kardashians, they become a part of that. Like, is it positive? Is there enough of a positive thing? I mean, at the end of the day, on the flip side, you do have Alicia Keys trying to do something positive, as you said. But in the whole, this whole, that maybe it's that culture mixed with social media. Maybe that's the ingredient we didn't have before. Mm. Maybe it's the social media we didn't have before that kind of, because social media is kind of the vanity side of it. You can argue. And the business side of it. It's, it's like, it's like again, going back to that double-ended sword, those people who are in pinnacle places in society, mm. and especially media, they're almost uh, a stream of venom, right? A, it's going to kill you, but B, you can't make the antidote without it. So it's how it's administered. It's how, you're, it's how the audience is looking at them, like, what am I taking from these people? Yeah, they're super rich, they're on their hustle. You're taking that or, oh, maybe I should go spend my entire this monthly paycheck on Kylie Jenner's new makeup yeah, line that's, because that's that will make me more like Kylie. So when I was listening to Puff Daddy, I was listening. I was listening to um, Entrepreneur. Da, 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 da. That's what I was taking. Well, I've got a friend who we grew up with, and then he was listening. He wanted to go out and buy a hundred pound bottle of uh, Cristal champagne. That that finished in a second, and I, that was just never me. That was just never me. Do you know what I mean? So it's that. It's I, I think an, an element of it as well. If you think about like you talk to your parents. Things were always better in my day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, shut up. Things are so good now. Yeah. We're the same now. If you talk to a 16-year-old, you're like, listen yeah. to Stillmatic. Yeah. You know, even even listen to Kamikaze. Yeah. You'd be like, look, look at the levels. Yeah. And you'd be like, shut up. Yeah. yeah. Some old school whack <laughs> no, nonsense. I, I get that. And what I'm... I, I be do, careful now. No, I'm not saying that. I would say. I think what <laughs> I think the difference is... There's some nostalgia is, about it. There's definitely nostalgia. What I think the difference is is even because I try and do this, I ask people, I've got a daughter who's 17, I listen to what she listens to. And I do, I think I influence her a lot in her music and stuff like that as well. Do you need to stop wiretapping her phone number? (laughs) (laughs) But- um, Is she listening to this by the way? She might do. (laughs) But um, we, we, um, when when I'm listening to this stuff and I ask her, like, 
there's 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 less substance. Like she'll listen to the to she'll she'll I think she she feels when it's sort of substance stuff, the stuff that I intro introduce her to more than what her friend is necessarily listening to kind of thing. And as I said, when I asked that question, like what how, how do you how do you sort of define this era? Maybe to tell the truth, you often define things in retrospect, so maybe yeah. it's too soon. Maybe it's too soon. But I do think I thinking about it and having this conversation, I think the, the, the key ingredient that's making this kind of crazy is social media. And I'll give you an example. Does anyone listen to Russ? Yeah. I think you guys sick. I wanna wife you up. <laughs> he's, uh, hey. So 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 <laughs> I'm loving this guy Russ. So he's come up with this what they call the SoundCloud rappers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but he's quite anti all of this all of this um social media bullshit. And he said a good thing, he said, You got two million or not this is paraphrasing. You got two million. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to put this in the background <laughs> while you could talk. Good thing we're not on YouTube. We're getting kicked off. He's got. He's got. Um, he's saying you got two hundred, two hundred, two million followers, yet you can't fill up a basement of fans. Mm. And that's what I mean. Like hip hop influence is um, because of social media. I can be a hip hop star, and you you don't even know my songs. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? You're just live, You're just looking at my hip hop lifestyle. You're looking at me on Instagram and that's becoming such a big part of hip hop. There's people who ain't got labels, who ain't signed, who are making songs in their brain. They're putting it on SoundCloud, putting it on three things and it's getting out there to people and people are listening to it. And I think probably like a, the the leap now has happened where before, like when I was, is that, is that good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is that. Basically, basically about an hour ago, Denny turned the radiator on. And it's freezing in here, man. And now I walked over to it. It's still turned off because oh, I just shit. turned on about 10 minutes ago. Um, but yeah, so so I, I'll give you an example. One of my students uh, comes on in the car with me and she listens to she listens to grime. Mm. She listens to trap. She listens to, to hip-hop. She lives in a very white, middle-class environment. Even if you spoke to her for like, 30 seconds, you would know exactly what kind of person she is, yeah. what kind of uh, family background she's from. People in her house don't raise their voice. No. But she listens to Dave. You know, she listens to Krepton Conan. Yeah. She listens to, you know, Takashi, all them. Yeah. She, she listens to that. And even, she uses terms like in it, out of context. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you don't actually know how to contextually use the word in it in a yeah. sentence. Yeah. I feel quite embarrassed but, when I use that now. When it slips out of work, I felt as though my generation, my age, it was the yeah. last one to actually speak proper English. People still, people still say in it though. I say it occasionally, yeah. Yeah, it slips out. It's yeah. not part but, of normal vocabulary. And, and here, here's my thing: like I said to this, I said to this guy, I was like, so for example, do you know what Bridgman means? She's like, what? I said, do you know what Bridgman means? She's like, I have no idea what you just said. I like, okay. And here's my thing: like the the culture that you've absorbed through social media yeah. and, and through you know SoundCloud and, and Spotify mm. being able to you're, you're listening to this stuff you don't really live that life yeah. so it doesn't actually mean anything yeah. to you which is why you can have beats with no substance yeah. Yeah. you can have yeah. a sick beat and you're like yes this is my this is my tune <laughs> <laughs> that's Trevor Noah have you seen that Trevor Noah stand up you need to check that out we've mentioned it last yeah, week yeah 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 it's jokes yeah so, and that's it is normal like, rapping though isn't it it's not substance to it but here's the thing you, you can't say it's crap though because you'll be in the car and you'll be like da, 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 yeah, I mean I mean I'm looking catchy. I'm, I'm looking it's catchy it's yeah. entertainment yeah. yeah but and there's nothing wrong with it's, that it's, it's like it's like um, um, that song by Tiger I'm just going to get the name up so I'll make oh. sure 
Tiger's um, smashing it right now. Now, that's the song I'm looking dip, for. The one with uh, What's that Nikki? called? No, dip. no, no. Oh. No, not Dip. Um, so you've got um, you've got the song uh, Taste. Taste, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, okay. yeah. Now. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, do. Tune, tune. Oh, we're going to get do, do, do. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah? Do, Name do, me do, one do. full lyric from that song. I, it's so true it's so true I don't know Lewis <laughs> Lewis name me one full lyric one line no I've got literally like slide on a I don't know what yeah. he says I'm um, taste, taste. Yeah, no, lyric, a full taste. line a full line one you, you, it's not hard to say let me get it <laughs> alright here's another song dip the only song the only lyric I can, I can on there is how'd you make a G string yeah. just disappear <laughs> only because there's no do 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 behind yeah, it or whatever yeah, yeah. it is yeah. it's because Tiger knows he's a shit rapper yeah. Tiger knows he's not a great rapper. Tiger's no Trey. Tiger's no Chris. Tiger's no Dre. Yeah. Tiger's got a bomb ass producer yeah. who works for Timbo and also has got Scorch on a payroll. He's got bomb beats. He's selling beats. Yeah. He's selling club music. He's selling cruise music. He's making some Do money. You know what? Sorry, I don't wanna I don't wanna have Tiger back too much. But I thought Careless World was actually a sick album. Oof. I think so I think I think you can be Again, no substance. No, but I was gonna say I think you can make a good album, but not be a sick rapper. Like for me, putting together a good album because there's a lot of people who who, who are. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go back to Eminem's not the late last album, oh, not God. Kamikaze, the one before that. Um, Every song, the one that got relapse. No recovery, Reco- recovery. Yeah. yeah, sorry. No, it weren't recovery. It was no, one after that. No, Marshall Mathers LP two. No, no, no. And then it was recovery. And then there was another one that everyone cussed. It was recovery they cut. No, yeah, recovery was. No, what was the one before uh, um, before Kamikaze? Hold on, hold on. I've got his album. Rehab. I've got his album. Or something like that. So Kamikaze, Revival. Revival, that's revival. it. So everyone, <laughs> that's why it was so shit, guys. None of us remember it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Right, my point was, right, because everyone cussed that, and I was speaking, discussing this with my other mates. Like, now, bar for bar. Right. Most people say, even Eminem said on Kamikaze that it was that it won't work. Yeah. My thing is though, if that was a new artist that came out with that, people would be loving it. Yeah. Because because Eminem's yeah. still spitting lyrics lyrically on the album. You could take any song, and Eminem's spitting fire. He killed Machine Gun Kelly on the diss track. We'll talk about that on that. Right. But Oof. my but that album for me was put together badly. It was shit. Songs didn't flow into it like how he done it. Yeah. As an album weren't great but each song I could appreciate like lyrics six, six. you just hear what Eminem said not to report. did he just say that Sorry. do you know what you do need to take into account ex- as well mm. he was 44 when he released Camelot um, what did we just talk about I think that should make him better I think that should make it better he's 45 now Recovery. that should make it better yeah he's he's 45 now mm. I'm not saying I'm not saying make him better make him worse mm. think about where you are in your life like I'm only 33 mm. but where I am in my that's life that's why I don't rate Eminem where I am in my life mm. is like if I if I was having a conversation about this in my twenties, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't have nearly as much substance. So of course he's got more more substance to it. He should have more substance. No, to but it. he hasn't. I don't he think hasn't. he has. Yeah, that, and that's issue. why that's for me is why Eminem ain't the goat. Okay, which that's is my fair. main thing. But I think I think he's decided to stay in his lane. You know, he's like this got me to the to the ball. That's that's I'm, 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 yeah. I'm I, keep I, doing I that think I think this one lyric, uh, this one this one caption, sorry, within his kill shot to Machine Gun Kelly MGK. Yeah was he said um 
it, you know, Machine Gun basically went at him and said, you know, I'm the younger you, yeah, basically. Yeah. And before this, prior to this, yeah. he was he had um, his daughter's name in one of his raps. Yeah. You know, pretty much call her over. She's of age now. And yada yeah. yada yada. Hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. Uh, Haley is 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 Haley, and um, and then it took him a while to, to recover. And then Machine MGK was like, dude, it's been like four years. Like, yeah. are you just using my name to get up on one? And I think Eminem, he basically came back with, um, you know. Come with me, little goof. Luxury. Oh, you're broke, bitch. Yeah, I got enough. I, I, I had enough money in old two to burn it in front of you, hoe. Younger me. No, you're the whack me. It's funny, but so true. I'd rather be 80-year-old me than 20-year-old you. Till I'm hitting old age, still can't fill a whole page with a 10-year-old's rage. Got more fans in your own, than in your own little, own city, little kitty go play. But like I'm babysitting little Tay. Got the Diddy okay, so you spent your whole day shooting a video just to fucking dig your own grave. Got you at your own wake. I'm the Billy Goat. Now, he said that. Okay. And and it went on and on and on and on and on okay. and on and on and on, and essentially I was like, dude, he's actually killing him to right. the fact that he actually went at a diss. He dissed himself yeah. at a diss that MGK did, and he and he and he and he and he and he and exactly he went after he he went after Kim, and he was like, um, he was like, um, um, how the fuck can I can him and I battle? You'll have to fuck Kim in my flannel. I'm gonna give him my sandals. Because as long as I'm shady, he's gonna have to live in my shadow. Yeah. Now bars, but let me tell bars. You, right. Let me tell you the thing is. Firstly, he cussed Diddy. Fuck him. No joke. Disclaimer. So, he so, said sorry so, at the end. He so, said sorry but, at the end. So first off, this is my. This was my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap up in a sec. But this is this was my thing. <laughs> we just, we just with Eminem. Him. Where did you rate that song in terms of past Eminem disses and in terms of Eminem songs? Right, so let's look at the top. Near the bottom. Okay, okay, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Let's look at the disses he did. Right. So just this music now, not okay. album music. Okay. We're just talking this music. So you got the Trump disc? Got Trump disc? No, I'm not talking B- about B- who B-E-T? he did. No, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about, in, 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 in his, in his discography, where did oh, you it's rate poor. that? It was right, poor. Right, so that was my thing. Whereas it was poor. If you, if you know MGK, in terms of his discography and what that song done for him. It was great. Oh, if people knew his name who didn't right. even know who exactly. MGK was. So this is my thing. Even though I was like, so, he's still rapping? Yeah, so this <laughs> is my thing. So for me, Eminem, and then what Eminem done as well, he he went and done that interview where we started explaining shit with um, Sway. If yeah, he didn't do that interview, he would have, and then he started, he st- then started explaining shit. And it just made, to me, it made it more even more petty. Because he was explaining even him dissing Joe Budden and all this other stuff. And it's so like my thing was, my thing was, <laughs> I mean, yeah, to be where fair, you, where, where, where does that song rank in your discography? On a side note, I think, I think Sway lost everything as soon as he got rid of his dreads. But basically, um, you're right. I'll answer your question. Mm. Yes, it wasn't great. Mm. On the grand scheme of things, it wasn't great. Okay? It was better than anything for me. It was better than anything MGK's ever done. Oh yeah, definitely MGK. Was but quite in terms of what Eminem done, it was down there. So, so this guy's put himself here and in, in my opinion, you've just lowered yourself. So he's won. We've just connected the dots here, right? Mm. I think Buster Rhyme should go on steroids. He's only so fucking weight. And <laughs> 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 he, he might oh, be making, he might make some music. Yeah. I mean, we haven't had a, he might break his neck. Actually, there's no way he's breaking his neck the size of it. <laughs> yeah. But literally, I think we've connected the dots there. Yeah, there you go. Buster Rhymes, 
needs to get my number <laughs> and he needs to call me and I can give him the factual so, advice for him to lose some weight up. and stop getting trolled by right. 50 cent. So, so we have, we have gone, in fact, how long have we been running for? Two hours. Two hours. Wow. Is this going to be, is this the, just to know, is this unedited? Yeah, is we don't edit pretty much unedited. Wow. And, and we yeah. have had feedback wow. that people would like bite-sized 30 minute ones, but do you know what, man? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say, um, this is surreal. I've never done anything like this before. Um, I work for a tech company. There's loads of stuff happening like this in the company. I've, I've, I've never been a part of it. And I think, I think definitely growing up with 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 Denny and and being very very close in terms of location wise to to Lewis, um, it I've, I I I like the fact that we've always had these discussions for hours and hours and hours and hours. Yeah, yeah. But we're having it in microphones. Yeah. This literally the reason the reason why this came about was I was. My, my missus was harassing me to do a YouTube channel about just like general stuff like for the kid and you know show how this product works that product works just follow my lifestyle because I live like an alternative kind of lifestyle I don't really work during the day I have very limited but odd working hours and stuff um, and she was like you know people would be interested in the stuff you say and I was like man I talk a lot of shit and I don't I'm not really that egotistical that I assume people want to follow me around but me and Denny end up having long conversations yeah. where really I'm, I'm sitting there going Denny has substance Denny has things that he likes to say and through Denny I end up talking a little bit more sense <laughs> um, and it's good to, to even just get, get with your friends and do you know what sometimes like there was maybe 10 different subjects that we were gonna talk about today yeah, yeah. and we ended up just talking <laughs> a little bit about Brexit which we spoke about before yeah yeah we had Sonny talk a little bit about steroids which yeah. was which was actually one of the reasons why he wanted to come on and give yeah. us a little bit of knowledge on that which was cool um and then we, w- we went back to hip-hop which actually we spoke about last week but did. it's um, do you know what we're gonna do a couple more yeah definitely um there will be reaffir- re- reoccurring things we talk about just because they're our passions that's the shit we like yeah so. and 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 the thing is, it's it's just one of those like let's just do it. But if you're if you're thinking about doing something, mm. you should just do it. Like there yeah. is there's nothing really. And we're not getting paid by Nike. <laughs> yeah, exactly, or by any any brands. Yeah, but, yeah. And that's the thing. Like it, it costs us time to do it, but really we're mm. friends. We get to meet up and chat yeah. and stuff. So yeah, we really literally never get to see each other pretty yeah. much in, in in the working week yeah. and then weekends is life admin and our yeah. in our own circles, you know. And you're always at the damn gym pumping weights and fucking <laughs> shit into your blood. <laughs> just, just a disclaimer before we go. <laughs> I have never taken steroids. Of course. Uh, everyone's, why is everyone winking at me in the room? I don't understand. Why is everyone <laughs> winking at me? Um, but, you know, on that level, I want everyone to be healthy and just live a good life. But anything, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's steroids, whether it's a certain diet that you're taking on, just understand why you're doing it. And also... Get yourself checked out first. And so if you if you guys are listening and you want to check out Sonny, he's on Instagram and his Instagram page is... Is Denoya with a zero, that's D-H-A-N-0-Y-A. And if he's got some pictures on there of how he used to look. <laughs> Not a lot anymore. And, uh, and some pictures you see him now, he's, he's kind of shredded. He's kind of shredded. He's looking kind of sick. Yeah, we're so, getting there, we're um, getting there. And uh, and yeah, so before we before we wrap up, I should we let go, our guests go first? We, yeah, man, we're gonna we're gonna as we mentioned at the beginning, and you've had plenty of time to think do, about do, do. Our, our throwback song do, 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 do. and our throwback movie. So you got to you know think about uh, a movie that you watched recently. In fact, you you actually said one when you came in, which I said save it. Do you okay. remember? Okay. Yeah. 
I'm not going to use that one because I just came across it. But one night, because again, I came across it and watch it. But one I came across, um, which was actually at a friend's house uh, in Kingston, actually. I was in Kingston a few weeks ago. And we were looking for the throwback. We were looking for a movie. And I said, oh, well, what's your favorite movie? And she couldn't decide. And I was like, wow. <laughs> oh, I'm not allowed friends now, am I? Jeez. Anyway, right. Just, just Such an idiot. Let, let me give you a little throwback. Uh, well, I could give you a throwback song. I could give you. A I know. I can fair enough. I was trying to. I give the context. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So just. Oh my god. Do you remember the song? No, but I don't want to remember that day either because yeah. you picked me up very early hours from. Oh wow, wow. Okay, I don't know. Oh shit, T Pain. But the, yeah, the film was Remember Me, and it starred Robert, Robert Pattinson okay. and Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Um, and it was a bit of a chick flick, bit of a action, uh, family orientated, quite a dark movie actually. Um, but yeah, if you if you're watching it alone, it's quite teary eyed towards the end. Um, it just shows a different dynamic to the picture perfect family. Okay. You know, it's very relatable. Isn't he the guy that was in uh, Twilight? The Twilight movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally thought there was that many movies in there. <laughs> yeah, he was in Harry Potter too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He got okay. murked. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Voldemort. Yeah, shout, shout, shout out. out. And Harry for bringing him back. All right, you all right. one cold so, so motherfucker. Your throwback, uh, movie. What about your throwback song? My throwback song is it has to be my favorite song of all time. Um, the contents of this song is so so wrong. Um, but it was my first CD I ever bought. My close friends and family will know why I like it so much. It's Monster Boy, I'm Sorry. Um, it's the mm. it's the ultimate garage classic. People to this day are still playing it. Um, it's one of those songs which is just... Um, it's just insane, you know? Yeah. Basically, and, and yeah, for literally, it just it just comes in, and in the club, you know, it's playing. Until this day, they're still playing it. It's a very old song, garage classic, um, and that is my throwback movie and my throwback song. Right, that's, that's cool, man. Have you got yours ready, Daniel? Do you want me to go? You go, you go. All right, I will go. And do you know what? Mine's gonna be uh, a movie that I I have like nostalgic memories of it from. It must. I, I don't know when it was released, but I watched it in summertime, and it was like my summertime movie. I don't even know what year it came out, but I was hella young. The movie is uh, Lost Boys. What about the vampires? Yes. Wow, yeah. wow that's a throwback. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Jeez. Um, so yeah, that, for me, I was just like hooked on that film for a, for a minute. It was a, it was just one of those films, that even if I think about it now, I'm like, damn man, childhood was a long last time ago. Um, and the song that I'm going to go is actually the song that goes with it. I don't think it's officially the soundtrack, but it's Cry Little Sister. But I think they're called LA Guns or something. You know that? Thou shalt not fall. That, that little slogan. Who sings that song? I think they're, they're called LA Guns. Or yeah, something let's like keep that. it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? It's, it's one of those songs, like, when you hear it, you're like, yeah, yeah, I feel you. Takes you back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I do get those songs though. Like I was listening, I was on the radio the other day. I was on the radio. I was listening to the radio the other day, and this song came out. And I was doing these missions to Raysbury constantly after work um, to see someone, and this song was playing on the radio all the time. And then when it played again, it just took me back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's it quite a nostalgic moment. What song, 
Ah, uh, do you know what? That was one of the first soundtracks, that film, that I went back to it years, like years later when I really yeah. started getting into film soundtracks. Such a sick soundtrack. And that's such a sick song in the film. Yeah. Sick, sick. Yeah, wicked. Yeah, the soundtrack to that film, Lost Boys, um, is, is, is awesome. That's why I came out of it then. That's why I came out of it today. <laughs> okay. I had it ready. My ones are kind of um, try to keep relevant to, to what we're talking about today. So for my throwback film, I'm going to go with The Other Guys. Okay. Which, which is actually not that old. It's not that old. 2010 and actually isn't particularly a great film. But I thought it was a decent comedy. But I thought um, for the first like 10 minutes of the film, Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock, that's what I've thought I'd do this. <laughs> Have a sick cameo. Yeah. <laughs> they're just the most arrogant. Aim for the bushes. Dickheadish <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the cops. They're like, they're yeah, just, yeah. you need to watch it. But they go out in style. Yeah, yeah, they go out in style. Um, so that's my favourite film. We have. And he had hair then. The rock had hair. Hmm? He had a big ass forehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had hair. <laughs> and my throwback track. I was actually, I was trying to make this relevant to what we spoke about, but I don't. I think we might have spoke about this before we started. When we were talking about Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, was that before? Did we talk about? See, this is my point, yeah? We need to just pump, start pump. rolling when we come in. You can't be talking for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. We spoke for like shit. half an hour. Okay, so um, my track, my throwback track is Fire. Yes, yes, you are. By Joe Budden. Which none of you guys know. So <laughs> check it out. So then he's going to give you a little kiss. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to be Damn. So, That's all right. you can check all of our tracks in our No Grey Areas playlist on Spotify. And as a leaving present to all you guys, is one song that I heard on the radio this morning on the way to work, which actually had me singing to the radio, and I'm a grumpy asshole in the morning. <laughs> but I just want to share this with you. It's a feel-good feel track. Everyone at work, when I played it for them, everyone started bopping their heads. Uh, but it goes something like this. Must be the reason why I'm ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっ
over like half an hour or something. So basically, mad. you're telling me that, you, so just right now, your wife said, babe, my water's broken, we're having my second child. Pretty and much. you said, put the podcast back on. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's get it yeah, down on camera. Yeah, man, I'm just explaining to you, bro. I'm about to walk out the door anyway. It's all cool. I'm two minutes away, so it's all right. But, but that's the thing, man. This important information for your people out there. God damn. <laughs> So yeah, my water's my my water's my wife's water's broke. Like, like what's the time? Like twenty past eleven, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That. yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Fuck, man, it's five to midnight. Right, baby's coming. Peace. <laughs>